0: can you be quiet please thank you
1: welcome to pirate radio live
2: there's local politics bud i don't care about the weather i can't control the weather don't want to talk about the weather
3: sustained effort and violence no please no please everyone be quiet was that supposed to be funny
4: i got a little taco meat on my chest
3: cool neat story i want to shake his hand I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Family. Let's get to pumping.
1: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation,
5: here is your host, Clip Brock.
1: Hi,
5: right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville. in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch the show and be a part of the show. Check us out on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And uh, are we currently on those devices? Okay. Got a thumbs up? I guess I'll find it momentarily. Because what I'd like to do today is bring back the pirate radio raffle where we'll all uh choose a number and by we i mean none of us i mean you listening to the show uh pick a number between one and 100 and if you are closest to the pin you will win our daily giveaway so we'll uh, we'll do that on our facebook live page which uh, I am still attempting to find and get into. Chandler, how about you try to do that? What are you doing over here? Chandler Honeycutt's here. Hey, Chandler. What's up, buddy? Let me guess. You're doing sales work during the show. I am. All right. you gotta You got to be able to multitask. CJ says we're up. I just don't know why I can't find it, CJ. So we are up. So here's what you need to do, folks. Put in a number between 1 and 100... And we will do a drawing in hour number three. If you are closest to that number, uh, you will win today's prize. We're going to do that on Facebook Live on today's show. Um, And we're, we're definitely up is what you're saying, telling me. Look, are, are I you, would never lie to you. Are you watching it?
6: I would never lie to you. Clint. Are you we're... watching
5: me right now? No, I'm
6: dropping my phone.
5: (laughs) Because I'm receiving word from a listener that says we are not up. I myself can't find it. Chandler hasn't attempted to find it because he's ignoring me. And nobody is helping me out! I'm pulling it up again. Hold on. Everybody's just looking at me like I'm crazy! Look, it's right
6: there. We are up. All right, YouTube, you are on. All right. We are up. don't look at me i would never i would never fib to you me and troy did not have a meeting
5: you literally lied on the air to my face the other day i
6: would never do such a thing
5: you did though
6: who when
5: monday you derby that didn't happen lies all lies Lies. all right i guess we're up so uh yeah leave a number between (laughs) 1 and 100 we'll do a drawing coming up later on in hour number three of today's show
2: i like to draw drawings
5: uh we'll do it like simon used to on saturday night live uh <laughs> guests coming up on today's show the voice jeff charles will join us we'll talk ecu athletics we'll talk nba playoffs we'll talk stanley cup playoffs major league baseball a little bit of everything with the voice coming up at 3 30 today at four o'clock the voice of the ecu baseball pirates scooter rogers scott rogers joins us
2: uh-oh. You got that taken
5: care of? <laughs> you did?
0: You want me to go in your ass right now? <laughs> Do the lineup. i like, that's
5: never happened with your damn computer. Let's roll. It's happened who's twice. On this, who's on this show today? It's happened twice on your computer today. It only happens once on mine because I recognize the mistake turned the volume off we're off to a rocky start is all i'm saying on today's show it's a disaster <laughs> very tumultuous and we were we were having a good time before the show started. we were we were and, head, like we were talking about we were like
3: hey man you're chandler was you're on
5: funny. one i was on one and uh we're a little off right now though so we need to get back on track no cap and i feel like we're doing that and uh everything's going to be okay jeff charles joins us at around 3 30 at 4 o'clock we'll talk to scooter scott rogers he'll be on our program and at four thirty, patrick mason from the daily reflector will join us to talk pirate baseball he was there last night as east carolina knocked off duke we'll recap that one in a moment as well Stephen Igo joins us in the five o'clock hour all that is ahead on today's edition of pirate radio live once again we're going to do a pirate radio raffle so get your numbers in uh we've got some numbers rolling in. Trey has 71. Scott has 23. John has 77. So uh, I will be keeping up with these because nobody else here really helps me out at all. You. I- so I will do this on my own. This Got is ridiculous. It. All right. Uh, also, thanks to John Moody for multiple reasons. A, I love a live in arena video video. Of Hurricanes Playoff Hockey, and John sent one of those last uh today and loved that. He also reminded me that we needed to update our Igo song, add a new line to the Igo intro, which I gotta be honest. I've thought about it previous days. Uh I've even thought about the line we were gonna use. But when I came into Pirate Radio today, I'd forgotten to do that. Chandler, you said you probably wouldn't remember it either. Yeah. So thank you, John Moody, for that. So we do have an updated line for our Steven Igo intro song to the tune of Hi Ho from Snow White and the Seven Doors.
0: We like to call this one Hi Ho. Oh, actually, I go. But uh anyway, there was actually a P one listener last night at the baseball game. I guess he's a P1 listener. I met him last night. But he said, remember, we couldn't remember what Troy's. um,
5: (laughs) What uh, he was afraid of.
0: What he was afraid of. He said, hey, he said, y'all couldn't remember what Troy was afraid of. He said, he's afraid of bridges.
5: There you go. He's
0: afraid of falling off.
5: And not uh, McHale or Miles or Matt. Mm -hmm. But he said he was. Actual bridges. 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 Did you know what I was talking about there? Yeah. Okay. You just, okay. Their last name is Bridges. You had a glazed look over your your face there. Yeah. Like.
0: I mean, it's just the, the show is off to a bad start, it but is. I do want to start the show today. <laughs> that's a good
5: reset. I do want to start the show today. Started seven minutes ago.
0: <laughs> by giving a special shout out. Oh, that's nice. There's a big birthday today for people that don't know. Oh, okay. And it's a guy that's very near and dear to my heart. Okay, it's a guy that I have looked up to, and I continue to look up to to this day. It's the guy that brings, you know, a lot of us joy. Sounds like an important a person, great in your guy, life. yeah. And uh, I, and I appreciate everything, everything that he has done. Happy birthday to Cam Newton, the greatest <laughs> Panther of all time. He hey. turns thirty three today. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Cam Dale. Newton. All right.
5: Is that the most important birthday going on around these parts? It's the only birthday I know about. All right. How about Chandler with a little prepared material for today's show? That's what I'm talking about. Well done.
0: Happy birthday, Cam Newton. Turns 33 years old.
5: For those that don't know, it is also someone else's birthday who is not important in Chandler's life, (laughs) who is not near and dear to his heart. That is not... Who has not that, brought him joy. No, that is <laughs> that is not true. I I am
0: very thankful for Troy Dreyfus. Happy birthday to the boss man, Troy Dreyfus.
5: I was waiting to tell I him... I want to shake him. his hand. I do. I would like to... Well, he doesn't shake hands. Troy, I would like to give you a handshake for your birthday. Uh, I was waiting to tell him in person, but um, you said he was here earlier. I missed him, and I haven't seen him this afternoon. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to have to do the old text, which is just not... Not as great as the in-person, eye to eye, man to man. I was able to go to
0: his birthday. office this morning and say, Happy birthday, bud. Bud? I did give him a bud. A bud. I feel like Mike Mullis. A hey, bud. And I guess and I gave him a fist pump.
5: There you go. Pump or bump? Because you just said pump.
0: I say fist bump.
5: I say I, bump. I,
0: I meant bump. I I didn't this I, is I a, did not mean to say pump.
5: Let's uh a little lesson. A fist here pump for fist everybody pump. out there. This yeah. is a fist pump. Mm-hmm. Like a tiger a kobe
3: yes
5: a um tiger uppercut for oh, you street fighter the, i fans? love the uppercut i uh, love the uppercut. that is a fist pump this is a fist bump there you go knuckles i gave him one of those this morning did y'all explode the fingers
0: no but we need to start doing that <laughs> okay. that sounds uh like it's fun right yeah it's very
5: fun exploding fingers jazz hands his <laughs> pump, jazz hands happy birthday troy d it's cam newton's birthday as well yeah uh is cam newton employed not currently. All right. Will he be employed in September?
0: In September? I No. I don't think he'll be on a football team to start the season. <clears throat>
6: by which organization CFL could call? Huh? I said by which organization the CFL could call
5: him. Huh? Can you not hear him through your headphones?
0: <laughs> no. I just... I I don't know what he's saying. Chandler! You know what
5: he mean? You CFL. don't know what he's saying. I don't know.
0: <laughs> this right. guy... I mean, look... I, First of all, I mean, I can't even look at this guy the same anymore. Guy? Competition's looking real slim for trivia. uh, It's hard to look at a guy that just constantly...
5: Yeah, what did you do for Troy's birthday? It's two little butt cheeks. Wear assless chaps to work? (laughs) Wait. I called him at midnight. I I got that backwards. You got him a pair of assless chaps (laughs) to make the kissing easier. Sorry, I screwed that up surely liked it anyway it would have been better if i would got it right the first time
2: oh only because i there is another personal joke with assless chaps that that's why it has should I'll we have to, talk about uh, that uh, no, I all, fair, all fair all fair I'll I mean, all fair i mean i don't have
5: any personal stories about a chaps <laughs> i've never even unfortunately seen them. i do i've never seen them live and in the wild i don't believe
2: uh, unfortunately i have
5: chandler yourself no. All right.
2: And it, trust me when I say it was not by choice.
5: Yeah, it was forced on you. Yeah. Um, all right. That's terrible. Great segue into Pirate Baseball. What? <laughs> As they forced themselves to a victory last night. 5-4 to four over Duke. The dominance over the Duke Blue Devils continues. Stephen Igo had a tweet. I knew and have talked about the Pirates seem to always have Duke's number when they meet in the regular season. Uh, it is the seventh consecutive victory over the Blue Devils. How about? Uh, did you see the stat? Mm-mm. The last twenty three meetings to consider between these teams. What is the record, Chandler? Last twenty three.
0: Last twenty three. Important number. I'm going to say ECU fifteen to Duke seven. I'm going to say ECU eighteen.
6: That's
5: not even twenty three. Fifteen seven. Yeah. That's twenty two. Yeah, fifteen to eight. <laughs> what did you say? Eighteen wins for the Pirates? For, yeah. So eighteen and five? Correct. Shirley, you gotta guess? How many times has ECU beaten Duke the last twenty-three meetings?
2: I would say twenty to three.
5: Shirley is the closest. How about we go twenty two and one? Wow. Ooh. Twenty two and one holy cow
0: i like you those talk dogs. about dominance you talk about dominance that was pretty good complete dominance
5: um
0: you look up dominance in the dictionary i did earlier today and there is the picture of that stat to consider
5: yeah uh pirates all over the devils in the series and usually they have been runaway games too a lot of errors by duke uh this time it was tight, and some of that was due to pirate errors. Pirates had three errors last night. Uh, but they went at five to four. Hop on the tilt to whirl, folks, Bryson Whirl with a dinger. And this one <clears throat> This was not a no doubt Bryson Whirl majestic shot. This was a line drive. A line drive to shortstop that <laughs> just kept going straight. And out of the park, it was a absolute frozen rope. Yeah, that got out of here in a hurry. A lot of times, you'll see fans try to catch home run balls. Last night, the fans were trying to get out of the way of yeah, that ball.
0: Yeah, that was coming in hot to the jungle. And Bryson World is just on an absolute tear. He's uh, drawing near to that goal of 15 home runs. The first time we uh, met him, met with him on a Monday in the players' lounge. Uh, he did say that 15 was the goal and he's getting close to that now and Bryson World I guess he's the guy we talked about maybe a guy like Josh Moreland getting hot at the plate and helping this lineup get hot at the plate as well Uh, it's really Bryson World but now Josh Moreland, a guy last night with two doubles Yeah. Um, so the Pirates are doing a great job at the plate right now Um, and uh, it's great to see because the whole lineup is full of guys that can hit the baseball pretty good.
5: Bryson World right now, your team leader in home runs, he is second, third on the team make it third uh, with 33 RBIs behind Jacob Jenkins Cowart and AMAC Uh, but yeah 10 dingers, you've got Seven regular season games left. You've got three or four in the... Conference tournament. At Clearwater Conference Tournament. You've got a regional, and who knows? Uh, so he has plenty of time to hit that goal of 15 and hit a laser last night in East Carolina's victory over Duke. Yep,
0: and uh, it was great to get a win last night. It got scary there at the end with guys in scoring position. It was 5-3. to three. They made it 5-4. to four. Um, and uh, Pirates had to get that last out with the guy on second. So, very uh, scary situation there because uh, it was a game that got it, it was tied like two or three times in that game. Um, you know, looking at the pitching yesterday, you had Beaker, who um, I think went three innings yesterday. Uh, not a bad outing for him. A guy that I feel like was that the first start of the season for Beaker?
5: I believe second. I believe he's made another midweek start this year. And
0: Treya Savage, who has been pretty good for the Pirates uh, this year, he comes in and has a, uh, a off night. He did have a errant throw at home that uh, brought in the tying run, uh, made the game one to one. But then all, here comes Garrett Saylor, who's been a just a, the lifeline for this pitching staff. Started the year as a starter, but has moved back into a, a more comfortable situation coming out of the bullpen for ECU and a great outing for him. You saw Ben Terwilliger last night as well. And then to close it out, Carter Spivey, who's just been lights out on the mound for, for the Pirates.
5: Save number four on the year for Carter Spivey, which uh, has to be a team high. I'll look at the stats this year. I know Agnos has one. Giles has at least one uh and some others let's see pitching saves on the year uh you've got four for spivey three for garrett sailor two for skylar brooks who is no longer with the program right he's in the transfer portal uh two for trey savage and then one for giles one for agnos one for weekend starter cj mayhew one for Dylan Danny Beal. How about you go back to the opening weekend where you get the Carson Wisenhunt news. He's mm-hmm. not going to pitch for East Carolina. So you go Garrett Saylor Friday, Cooch Maynard Saturday, Jake Hunter, Jake Hunter Sunday, on Sunday, and now none of those guys. You see Jake Hunter uh, every now and then uh, start, and hopefully we'll get Cooch back soon, but none of those guys starting. And that is what East Carolina's had to piece together this year. And I wrote them off as an at large, and I did that way too early uh, because this team is now 31 and 18, 14 and four in conference play. You still have six conference games left, seven total. And you can get that win number. Let's say they go five and two, and I think that's pretty conservative for the remainder of the games. That's 36 wins. If they want to win a conference championship, they'll win four. I mean, they could still get to 40 before regional play begins.
0: Which would be just absolutely mind-boggling the way the season started for ECU. My mind like, is boggled. Um, mentioning the just to kick off the season, the week of the first series of the season, Carson Wisenhunt out for the well, – at the time, we didn't know if he was going to be able to come back or not, but we uh, you know, eventually found out that he was not going to be back – The rest of the year and then getting swept by bryant to start the year off and uh at at that moment you if you were to say you know hey the pirates has have a chance to be in that large and finish with potentially 40 wins on the season i would have thought you were crazy well i would have thought you were insane
5: not only am i crazy but i'm also insane and uh right now i'm saying that east carolina is in a great spot that rpi in the 30s low to mid 30s which has improved 30 spots mm-hmm. uh in the last few weeks so uh, incredible job by those guys be back in action this weekend against usf aac softball tournament by the way going on uh coming up on thursday so uh shirley rhodes will be doing pa for the east carolina game is that five or 5 30 shirley
2: It's scheduled for five, although that may change.
5: Game before it, or what? Okay, is there a game? Why would yeah? There's
2: well, uh, because there's predicted uh, bad weather moving into, possibly moving into the area. Keep an eye on that. Just keep an eye on that, but it is scheduled to start at five o'clock.
5: Free event if you want to go see the AAC softball tournament going on in greenville north carolina uh real quick uh hurricanes do what they do and that is play great hockey at home now will that translate to game six in boston that remains to be seen coming up on uh thursday night but last night another canes victory uh got out to a lead early didn't look back five to one the score so they take a three to two series lead over the boston bruins once again game six coming up on thursday nba playoffs last night a couple of blowouts and the suns i was watching other stuff following other stuff suns were down after the first quarter of the mavericks like okay pretty good game here and then they went on a suns-like run yep. ended up winning about 30 points 110 to 80 mm-hmm. uh the heat blew out the 76ers 120 to 85 so uh, three to two leads for those teams that were at home last night. Can they uh, go on the road? So every home team has won in these series, these two series, correct? Correct. Yeah. I uh, saw the Celtics get a big road win a couple of nights ago. I, uh, I tried to do a spike bet. I was mad at CJ, so I bet on his team thinking they would lose. And didn't work for me because the Celtics kind of out of nowhere. Now, they kept it close but went on a late what 10 12 o run right. in the fourth quarter got jumped out to an 8 to 10 point lead and uh were able to close out the uh the bucks the other night in Milwaukee now it goes back to Boston and they could take a 3-2 series lead tonight how you feeling uh
6: excited one of the biggest takeaways i had especially from the fourth quarter of the game 4 uh, was with Jason Tatum and Al Horford shooting so well, it kind of pulled Giannis and Brooke Lopez out to the perimeter. You, I mean, you can't just let them shoot out there with how well they're shooting, so you got to guard them. Um, that opened the lane for Marcus Smart, who had more dribble-drive penetration than he'd had probably in the first three games combined. Uh, found holes in the defense, finished a lot uh, at the basket. He was awesome. Yeah, and I think part of the defensive issues that came – at the end of game four is the no Chris Middleton thing is starting to take its toll on Giannis I believe. Uh, so the first I guess the first half tonight will be interesting to see how Giannis comes out because I think um, and I, in my opinion he's the best player in the world but I think he's gassed and it's not there's nothing he can do about it with your second best shooter being out. Your second best player in general I mean being out.
5: Celtics a favorite tonight at home. Warriors are a road favorite against the Memphis Grizzlies trying to close out that series Celtics are in my opinion tough not to like. How do you feel as a unbiased observer? Marcus Smart I've never been really a, a Al Horford fan and watching him the other night kind of got me out of my seat when he had the dunk and the elbow and that I mean Jason Tatum. They play defense, they play hard. Tough not to like, in my opinion, Chandler.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have an issue with the Celtics. I really like Marcus Smart, especially how greedy he is on the uh, on the defensive side of the, of the ball. And, and then also, Al Horford, I remember him as a Hawk uh, playing the Hornets a lot uh, with them being in our division. So... Uh, I wasn't a big fan of him when he was playing with the Hawks. That was a really in the, t- the time that he was, you know, really good, but now he's kind of resurging here in the playoffs. So, uh yeah, I mean, I'm not going to hate on the Celtics.
6: And I think it's important to uh kind of bring it back to how we got Al Horford back. We at one point we traded him over to OKC. We ended up trading back for him by trading away Kemba Walker and that $30 million contract and I mean, you can't you can't script it any better than this. Al Horford has been huge for us.
5: Also, wasn't Al Horford looked at as a bum during his time in Philly? Yeah, like I thought he was like not out of the league, but basically out of the rotate. Like I, he was a non-factor right. for me.
6: And it was the same thing in OKC. He he seriously did not play uh, every single game. He was a healthy scratch, um, and I don't know if that was just because okc okay, so was trying to get reps to the young guys or if they did, seriously didn't feel like al horford was good anything. enough to play yeah. yeah but he's back on the celtics and making a huge contribution all
5: right uh, head over to facebook live put a number in between one and 100 we're doing a a um raffle today so you can uh chime in with your number on facebook live if you're closest to the pin you will win uh, we got a few numbers. On YouTube. Well, we'll put Roberts in there. We got Robert and Susan Dean. Susan's says. already in. Okay. Uh, with 60, Robert goes to uh, 47. Robert's usually on Facebook. So all you got to do uh, is put in your number. We'll do a drawing coming up in hour number three. Uh, quick scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub. Da DaBuck. Aratus Chapman trying to close out the ninth for the Yankees. He is struggling to do so. Uh, has already allowed one run. It is five to 5-3 Toronto. And Bo Bichette is the tying run at the plate. Already has three hits on the day for Toronto. So, a little uh, anxiety right now for Yankees fans. as They try to close this one out. 5-3, to three, one out in the ninth inning. Uh, the Pirates are hanging with the Dodgers in the bottom of the seventh inning. Wow. 3-3. Three to three. How about that? Reds are trying to win another game. Uh, they lead the Brewers 8-5 to five in the eighth inning. Those are the games going on right now. In Major League Baseball, take a uh, oh on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Take a timeout. Come back. The voice Jeff Charles joins us when we return. We'll look around at what's going on in the world of sports. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
1: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Now back to the
2: show. Welcome back. Uh, the best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials. And an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia, with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday, with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock.
5: Other bars have sports trivia. And don't give away real prizes. <laughs> other guys ask sports trivia questions and don't know the answers. Brought to you by A.J. McMurphy Sports Trivia. Wednesday nights. I'm going to approve this message. 8 o'clock.
6: A.J.
5: McMurphy. That's, That's what A's. you were doing
6: in there.
5: Yeah, It's going to get us killed throwing up gang signs. Uh, they're
6: throwing gang signs in there. Yeah,
5: let's not do that Chandler. A.J. McMurphy. Pirates lead the Dodgers 4-3 to in the 7th. On the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, presented by Dub Buck. Dub. uh oh, I that. had
2: some uh, Harold Varner news too. Hold on one second, let me pull it up real quick.
5: Harold has been off for a while. Yes, after he has. Competing in a lot of tournaments back to back to back to back to back. But he, he oh, go ahead. He will be in action coming up next week in the PGA Championship, and uh, I'm pumped to see him play again.
2: Yeah, he is going to be joining the 2022 Travelers Championship field. So, uh, okay. and that is scheduled. Um two wait a minute. Where are the dates here? Oh, crap.
5: Shirley Rhodes, best in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> Let's no, get out of Shirley. Uh, Shirley. Shirley. What you got. Yeah, Shirley. Uh, hold Shirley, on a what you got?
2: Um where are the dang
5: dates? I'm gonna wait. Good God. I'm gonna wait. Here it is, is it is. It's at the end 20th of the twentieth to
2: twenty sixth. D- Thank you. God.
5: Thank you, Rude. CJ. <laughs> CJ, great job. Thank how you, the hell did
2: you, you know that? Did you just look at my phone or did you just... No, I looked it up myself. I'm just a faster typer than you, I guess. No, it's called Dang. this stupid article had like 17 million pop-ups I was trying to navigate through and you know how they have that little thing that says read more and you click
5: on so that anyway, we, uh, <laughs> at the very end of the article. Shirley, Shirley. Y'all kiss my tail. I looked over tail. your shoulder.
2: Y'all kiss my tail. Do
5: you need some asshole chips?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell you about that. Oh,
0: i tell you what. Kiss and tell he's the best in the business right
5: beside you. Yeah. Me? You got the number one test kisser.
6: When did I do that?
5: Really? You're also a complete moron. Yeah.
6: (laughs) You won't be saying that when you announce and your sports trivia winners tonight, the Coneheads.
5: All right. He's calling the shot. Um, We shall see. Come on out 8 o'clock tonight. We'll have a good time at sports trivia. at AJ's will have your Celtics game on. Mm Mm-hmm uh braves red Sox on a tv and whatever else y'all want to watch playoff hockey whatever you can request it what are you looking at what are you about? trying to about? think of what
0: else is on we'll put some nationals baseball on the t- telly oh,
5: uh, maybe <sighs> Nah, i'm just kidding One, what time do you, do you normally not do, do that start? eight o'clock
0: eight o'clock so
2: bra- uh excuse me orioles baseball ball will be basing it? ball, <laughs> ball, ball, ball. <laughs> ladies That's and gentlemen i'd like to buy a vowel Damn. um oh it was
5: with a nice win yeah, last night
2: 745 is uh first pitch tonight got so. a
5: great pitching performance last night um no no by kyle bradish bradish for the orioles seven innings four hits
0: there was a no-no in baseball
5: yesterday. It was, and uh, uh,
2: pitcher for the Reds, right?
5: Yep. Nope. Nope. Angels. Angels. I tell okay. you what, this crew I've assembled here is awesome. They Thank got you. all the dates, all the all the stats, all the facts, and will never steer you wrong.
2: Do you Thank know you. how many baseball articles I read in a day? At least, two. at least
5: two. I was going to say, <laughs> bite me. <laughs> uh, I will mention more about that no-hitter when we talk to jeff charles right now on the pirate radio live line because uh that gentleman uh, has a familiar name to some pirate fans we'll talk about that and more right now with the voice. hold on jeff.
2: hold on one second jeff is not quite ready
5: okay well i tell you this show <laughs> <laughs> this show i'm
2: oh so sorry jeff give me give me jeff. okay jeff's ready jeff's ready
5: i got the thumbs up do we have jeff you have jeff and we're going to talk to jeff sorry. right now the voice how you doing on this wednesday
3: I'm doing great, Cliff. I hope you are. I'm a little bit sad, though. Bob Lanier passed away, that you probably told your listeners about today. when a the all-time great big men in the National Basketball Association played for 14 years with the Detroit Pistons, and then finished up his career with the Milwaukee Bucks. And you know, Cliff, he averaged a double-double for his career—20 points and 10 rebounds. He's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. And when I read the news this morning, I thought back to. Back in the early '80s, when he was playing with the Milwaukee Bucks, and I was in Atlanta at WSB, covering a game and going out from the Omni to the parking lot where the media parked and also where the team buses would pull up. And I remember Bob Lanier walking out to the team bus with a beer can, and you couldn't miss uh, you couldn't miss that guy because he was so big and so huge. But you know, as, as serious as he was on the court. Was really a gentleman off the court, and he worked with the NBA for 30 years, doing a lot of great uh, work with uh, youngsters really all over the globe. And so it's a sad day. Bob Lanier, he's uh, no doubt about it, one of the all time great legends and, in the NBA. And uh, we lost him uh, today at the age of 73.
5: Yeah, I saw that uh, sad news, Jeff. And get to, to thinking about big men. There's a conversation going on uh, amongst NBA fans now about. You know what would, would Shaquille O'Neal do against Rudy Gobert? I think Shaq would dominate uh, as he did, uh, pretty much everyone in his era. But it is kind of the, uh, the, the a thing of the past when you think about big men. How about and and this guy is not your traditional size center, but Al Horford, his whole career has been looked at as a, a more of a traditional guy on the the block inside. Uh, how about his explosion the other night, Jeff? That, you know, if you'd asked me a couple years ago, was Al Horford still in the league, I probably would have said no. I uh, remember him from his Florida days and had some uh, some good days with the Hawks in the NBA. But he was the difference maker, in the Celtics win the overnight. And, and now he, just like all these other guys, can step out, shoot it from behind the three-point line. Uh, but, man, how about a resurgence to that big man's career the other night?
3: Yeah, no doubt about it, Clip. But chalk one up for the old guys, and I remember his dad, Dito Horford, who played in the NBA and had an outstanding career as well. So yeah, they needed a big game from him, and they got it. And that's been a fun series to watch. That the Milwaukee Boston series has been a lot of fun. It's been a little bit chippy, no Clip. So. You know I think it's still going on, and a lot of good basketball
5: yet to come. Coming up tonight, Game 5 of that series in Boston. That should be a, a fun atmosphere. And then Memphis, the fans will try to do whatever they can to keep the Grizzly season going. But without Ja Morant, uh, who suffered an injury, uh, they got a, a long ways to go. They played great without him during the regular season, but uh, they're not going to get past the Golden State Warriors if if Ja Morant can't play. Uh, those two games coming up tonight, uh jeff last night uh we saw the phoenix suns kind of do what they do man they go on those runs they were uh trailing in the first quarter and then ended up winning that game by 30 points last night over the mavericks and then another blowout in the other one as miami uh kind of led from the get-go against philadelphia 120 to 85 so a couple of blowouts last night uh who's the uh who's the favorite right now jeff in your opinion in the nba
3: Boy, that is really a good question, Cliff, and I really haven't thought about it in those terms. And I just think it's wide open. I really do. I still like Golden State an awful lot now that they've got everybody healthy. We talked about them last week. I think they're a real shot to win it. I really do. But this might be the year that somebody else, you know, comes out of uh, nowhere, so to speak, more of a dark horse and gets gets to the finals. But these teams are all fairly evenly matched now. I say that in those games last night were, were blowouts, but that happens in the NBA from time to time. There are just uh, a lot of teams that, you know, it's just hard to separate them. I mean, how, how much better is Miami than Philadelphia or, you know, Golden State with Phoenix? I mean, I don't know. I just think it's a little bit of a toss up this year. I don't think there's any dominant team, any favorite team that you would say, yeah, they should win it. So uh, it should make the games, uh, as we move on, into the playoffs, that uh, much more exciting because you don't know who's going to win. So, you know, I think we've just got a lot of good basketball yet to come. But if I had to go out on a limb, Cliff, I would I would, I would, would probably pick Golden State now that Clay Thompson's back, even though he struggled the other night, and Steph Curry and Draymond Green. And, you know, this pool kid, uh, the kid from Michigan, boy, he's really come on. He gives him another big piece in that lineup. He does a good job. And, you know, the big guys just do what they have to do at Golden State. They don't really have a standout big guy, but you don't need that anymore in basketball, uh, either at the NBA level clip or in uh, college basketball, just like what we talked about when we started uh, the interview here today. There was another era, you know, years ago when it was all about the big guys and it was all about playing inside out. And now it's all about playing outside in. So you don't have the dominant guys anymore. Like we used to have in, And there was a good comment I read earlier this morning about, you know, back in the day, those guys didn't trade teams very much. So you knew that when Philadelphia was going to play Boston, it was going to be Wilt Chamberlain against Bill Russell, or you had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing against the the great big men of his era, like Willis Reed and Bob Lanier and those guys, and they all played with the same teams pretty much uh, their entire career. So, you know, the game's changed a lot. It's a lot faster. It's a lot uh, more athletic now. The smaller guys have a chance to be the superstars. We're back in the day, the big guys were the superstars.
5: Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, uh, watched some hockey last night. Carolina Hurricanes winning on home ice, as they've done throughout this series, knocking off the Bruins uh, last night in Game 5 of that series, 5-1. to one. And uh, We had uh, Brooks Hill on, who knows uh, a lot about hockey yesterday, and he brought up a good point. A lot of 2-2, 3-2 series in the the Stanley Cup playoffs. The only series that's over is Colorado, who swept Nashville. So There's been some good series as far as how they line up overall, but the games themselves, there's been a lot of blowouts, and that's kind of been the case in the Carolina-Boston series. There has not been You know, five minutes left in the third period could go either way. It was kind of decided by that point in all these games so far. So, kind of an interesting nugget there. We'll see if that changes as we get closer to the end of these first-round series. But another uh, pretty dominant performance last night by the Canes, and that's been the story, Jeff. Whoever's been on home ice uh, has dominated the game so far. Yeah, no
3: doubt about it. Home ice means such a big advantage to the home team, I think of all the sports, probably home ice and hockey is the most important. And the Hurricanes have played well. They just look like the fresher game. I watched some of the game last night. They just look uh, you know, a little younger with their legs, a little fresher. Uh, so we'll see if that carries on and they can put Boston away a bit. What a great year they have had. I don't know if we've talked enough about the Hurricanes this year and the job that Rod Brindamore has done since he's been the head coach. And you know, He had a great career as a player, and then he came up to the ranks. He was an assistant coach there first, and then they made him the head coach, and he's done a remarkable job, and they've got a lot of young players, a lot of young guys that uh, hopefully they can hang on to and continue to build around in future years. They're already really good. They had a great regular season, and hopefully they can finish strong now in the playoffs, and you would think that they'll be able to put Boston away and move on. So with every series coming up, uh, people I think will – get a little bit more excited about this Hurricanes team and, and see just how far they can go. Maybe they can win their second cup. We'll have to wait and see.
5: Might be the Pittsburgh Penguins next up. The Penguins lead the Rangers 3-1 to in that series. Game 5 coming up tonight in New York. The Washington Capitals hanging around with the favorite there, the Florida Panthers. That series is at 2-2. Two, two two. And the Stars Flames also at 2-2. Two to two. All those series being uh, played tonight. Uh, on ESPN and ESPN two, the basketball is on TNT tonight. Uh, Jeff, the Pirates uh, continue to win in baseball. They, they uh, swept the series over the weekend in Memphis. Come back home, continue their dominance over the Duke Blue Devils. As for whatever reason, no matter how good Duke is, the Pirates have had their number over the years. Beat them again last night, and and it's crazy, Jeff. To, I and and I wrote the Pirates off as an at large uh, weeks ago thought, you know, that there was still a chance, but they had to really play over their heads to do it. Well, they, they have done that and have put themselves in a situation now where I'm seeing projections they could be a two-seed. Uh, and, and they still need to close out this regular season strong, get a couple more series wins, and do well in Clearwater. But, man, kudos to Cliff Godwin and these Pirates for the the turnaround they've had this year and again have put themselves in a great spot they're in the the 30s now uh the, the low to mid 30s in the rpi which that number has shot up about 30 spots here in the last few weeks so they have uh played well when they've needed to jeff and starting to look like the old ecu baseball team
3: yeah no, not that clip and they've had a remarkable run here and as you mentioned uh hats off to the players and the coaches for sticking with it it's a long season it's a 56 game season as we know and and you're going to have those ebbs and flows, but this team, you know, a month ago just didn't look like they were going anywhere. So Calip has done a great job, and, and so have the players. And one, I think, I uh, the other day with a victory yesterday, I think they've won 13 of the last 16, and now seven games in a row. So yeah, they turned it around big time, and they're playing very well, and now playing with confidence. And they're home this week, closing out the regular season with all these home games, and usf has been up and down so pirates are coming into this weekend with a lot of momentum and hopefully a chance to to win three more games and you know that's the mark of a good program clip when you're when you're down like the pirates were earlier in the year if you've got that culture in place which TCU does have in baseball sometimes you can turn things around in a hurry and that's what they've been able to do and uh, again a lot of young guys who Maybe struggled a little bit early, maybe they weren't quite ready for prime time because East Carolina lost so many good players from last year. But these guys have really really stepped up here of late, both on the mound and also with their everyday lineup. So, you know, I would think everybody else in the league now is looking at East Carolina like they usually do going into the conference tournament as, if not the team to beat, certainly one of the teams to beat.
5: No doubt, kind of meet the new boss, same as the old boss uh, for East Carolina as they are once again the power in the american but houston might have something to say about that those two teams will go at it next weekend right here in greenville north carolina saw uh how about cj mayhew last friday jeff goes uh nine hitless innings but does not complete the no hitter because the pirates couldn't get any runs on the board until the 13th but what a performance by him one of the all-time great performances by our pirate pitcher and then last night i saw uh, reed detmers through a no hitter For the Angels, and I said, okay, that name sounds familiar. Why do I know that name? Well, he was the ace for Louisville when East Carolina went to Louisville and played the Cardinals in the Super Regional and uh, lost in a quick two games there. And you think back to last year with Jack Leiter and uh, Kumar Rocker. When you get to that level, Jeff, you're going to face some uh, future big league arms. And uh, it was kind of cool to see one of those guys that we've seen in the past throw a no-no last night, the rookie for L.A., Reed Detmers.
3: Yeah, no doubt about that. And Justin Verlander had a no-no going into the eighth inning last night. Hmm. And of course, as we all know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And he hit the Pirates when uh, when he was throwing for Old Dominion back in the day. I, I tell you what, I watched a lot of Major League Baseball this year, and I, I don't know how the hitters are going to do it moving forward unless they make some changes, Clint, because you know, each one of these teams – they only ask the starters to go like five innings now. If they go six, it's almost like a bonus. You don't see starters go much more than six innings. And I've watched a lot of of teams this year, and the bullpens just seem to be loaded with guys who come in and throw 95 to 99 or more. And they've got a whole bunch of guys like that. And, you know, they've got a guy who comes in in the sixth, a different guy in the seventh, a different guy in the eighth, and then, the closer in the ninth, and they're all guys who throw mid 90s, upper 90s. And it's so very difficult for the hitters when you're only looking at that pitcher one time, and they just bring in a fresh arm, you know, the next inning, and this guy comes in, and he's just blowing the ball, too. So it, it's really difficult these days now for hitters in, in Major League Baseball in particular because of the great depth all these bullpens now seem to have, and the way the game has changed. We talk about how basketball has changed and baseball has changed a lot too. You look back at some of those old records clip with the old starting pitchers and I saw something the other day, Johnny Bench said that Jim Maloney, who was a great pitcher for the Reds back in the 60s, he said he would go out and throw 175, 180 pitches. When, of course these days that's that's just unheard of, but that's the way the game has changed. And now it's uh, a game in which you've got all of these bullpen guys who, all they ask them to do is, you know, every two or three days come in for one inning and just blow it. And that's <laughs> what they're able to do. And, <laughs> and it's very difficult for hitters these days.
5: No doubt. Uh, there is something we miss about seeing those starters go all those innings. But you can't blame a manager when you can show a batter different looks. And like you said, these guys are coming in, throwing uh, 98 to 100. You see that kid from uh from tennessee what's the uh the kid's name chandler do you remember the kid from tennessee throwing 105 Is it joyce ben joyce yeah throwing uh 105 i don't know if the radar gun was messed up that day jeff but that's uh that, that's hard to wrap your brain around that number yeah i don't know
3: if i've ever seen 105 what was Geraldus chapman was he like 103 104 yeah. Uh, he was like the first guy everybody started talking about.
5: And that kid from the Reds, Jeff, is a Hunter Green. He's, he's gassing it up there, isn't he?
3: Yeah, he is. But he's been rocked here the last couple <laughs> of times out. He, he got shelled his last uh, time out. But, yeah, he's regularly going over 100 yeah. on the gun and, and, and not like one or two pitches. I'm talking about a bunch of pitches in some of his starts. So he's, he's still, I guess, a little bit more of a thrower than he is a pitcher at this point because uh, he's, he's had some, some bad outings, but he can really, he can really throw it. Another guy is we kind of looked at some uh, players with connections here. Cliff, I was watching the Tigers yesterday and watching Tony Kemp uh, play for the Oakland A's, and I got to thinking about Tony Kemp and uh, where he's played, and I Googled him, and uh, I, don't, I don't think I knew this, but my really, fans certainly remember Corey Kemp, who was East Carolina's catcher, Well, Corey Kemp is Tony Kemp's older brother, and I didn't realize that. And uh, Corey, of course, had a great career at ECU, played a little bit in the minor leagues, and and, then Tony is six years younger, and Tony Kemp uh, also, Tony went to Vanderbilt. We talk about the Vanderbilt connection, and he went there. He's 30 years old now, and he's been with two or three different teams, but he's a big piece of the, the Oakland A's, a really good player, and uh, he is uh, Corey Kemp's younger brother to play
5: at uh, ECU. Yeah, great catcher uh, back in the day for the Pirates. And, uh, yeah, like that, uh, that Kemp name. Jeff Charles joining us here on the Pirate Radio live line voice. Always great to, to catch up with you. And there's always something going on. In the world of sports, I uh, had the Kentucky Derby last week. You got uh, the Preakness coming up next weekend. Harold Varner third has been off for a few weeks. He'll be participating in the PGA Championship. So maybe we'll throw a little uh, horse racing and golf into the chat uh, next Wednesday with you. Sounds great. Always
3: enjoy it, Cliff. Have a great
5: one. Thank you, voice. Jeff Charles joining us on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a time out. We'll come back got some quarterback things to discuss boy the bears gave troy d a happy birthday present by adding a new quarterback we'll tell you who that is and some concerning news has come out regarding washington commander's quarterback sam howe that has a lot of people talking we'll discuss that as well as we wrap up hour number one and get you ready for a baseball heavy hour number two with scott rogers and patrick mason we'll talk a lot of pirate baseball coming up in hour two of today's show more to go pirate radio live we're back with you after this
1: listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show
2: Welcome back. Interbanks Home Builders Association is presenting the Home and Garden Expo 2022 on Saturday, June 4th. And now is your chance to be a part of it. You can have a booth or be a sponsor of this new and improved exciting event to be held Saturday, June 4th at Menji's Coliseum indoor and outdoor exhibit space will be available to accommodate everyone. For more information, or if you want to sign up, please visit Banks Home Builders Association's website at ibxhba.org. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
5: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, wrapping up hour number one of today's show. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Scott Rogers, Scooter, who if he ain't early or late, and he is early as always nice to see you scooter good to see you clip talk a little uh, football before we get into the ecu baseball um happy birthday troy d the bears made a decision today to uh honor troy on his birthday and that's uh bringing in nathan peterman as a quarterback nathan peterman has combined to throw 15 touchdowns and interceptions what is his touchdown to interception ratio now chandler i know you struggle with math a little bit wait say say the number again 15 total touchdowns and interceptions what is his career touchdown to interception ratio other people can guess cj i don't know scooter i'm not a math dude don't look at me
6: <laughs> go ahead can i go now why yes, why is now. anybody
5: else even here <laughs> All right, CJ's gone. Chandler, Uh, pick a number. Say a number. Any number. Forty-two. Three. Three touchdowns. Twelve interceptions. Thank you. You you win. Oh, you win nothing. But don't you feel good to win something in life? So I got it right. Sure. That's why I took a long time because (laughs) I don't I don't do this
0: for s's and giggles.
5: (laughs) You do it to win. I do it to win. win. He has three touchdowns. He has 12 interceptions. And all I remember about him, and I had to look it up to see what team he was playing on, when he was on the Bills, Tyrod Taylor got benched uh, for Nathan Peterman. And I remember talking to uh, Terrence Copper that week and saying, this is a move you make that you can't go back from. Like, when you bench a veteran for this guy, you don't just play quarterback carousel and then bring him in and out. You're sticking with Peterman. He goes out that week and throws five interceptions in the first half and gets benched uh, in a fact, game against the Chargers. The fact that teams are still giving this guy a chance—I know it's crazy. I hate to, i don't want to talk about a man's life, career, his paycheck, his you know bank account. But how do you keep giving this guy jobs? Three touchdowns to twelve interceptions has just sucked everywhere like the front office is like
0: we need a quarterback
5: right? i guess we it tells you
0: <laughs> now who are we gonna get
5: Ooh, nathan peterman let's give him a call five interceptions and a half and that's the guy the Bears, which is kind of par for the course for the bears we have not had a good quarterback in ever really happy birthday troy d the that's bears
0: right. uh with a little tribute there
5: uh, last week at Sports Trivia, we did the all-time passing leaders for NFC teams. Did you guys get the Bears correct? Did you know that one? I can't remember if we had that one or not. Who did you say, uh, CJ? I
6: can't remember. I honestly can't remember who we said, but the answer was Jake. Cutler. It right? was Jay yeah, Cutler. I don't. I don't think we said Which that. Which, he
5: wasn't there very long. Kind of tells you the struggles they've had at right. the quarterback position. Uh, other news. Some jerk Panthers fan... Send me this, said this is your quarterback. Sam Howe is under the uh under fire right now.
0: Who is that Carolina Panther fan?
5: Uh Chris Fall. Oh. He's more of a hockey guy, but um he says this is your quarterback. Sam Howe only eats chicken. He has never tried a burger or a steak and does not eat seafood. What? It's a tad concerning Okay,
0: I don't eat seafood. Okay. But for someone And he's, what, 22 22 years old
5: and has never had a burger? That is strange. He's never had a steak? Yeah.
6: That's so weird. Like, what?
5: Yeah, what was his upbringing like to never have a burger?
0: I would be so bored just eating
6: chicken all the time. I'm bored.
0: Maybe because I haven't had a burger in my life. Right. How can you have a guy behind
5: center that's never had a steak, never had a burger? So you're going to do this, too? you want to talk about your quarterbacks? First of all... Who eats a steak that eats burgers? Yeah, you had Cam Newton. He probably eats like satin... He's a vegan now. Satin pillowcases for dinner.
0: He's actually a vegan now,
5: so respect that, please. What I does a vegan me. mean? Is that a
0: vegetarian? Yeah, basically. What's the difference? I have no idea. Vegan is more all things were kind of... Help me out, guys. What? They're, they're <laughs> no, don't help them out. I want to hear what you have to say. Um, a vegan. They they eat. They, they don't eat meat. They, vegans <laughs> are actually people. That no, they're not. No, no <laughs> vegans no. are people too. No, no, no vegans are people. Cam Newton's a vegan. Vegans like they go out and they protest against. I'm pretty sure these are the people that. Don't like the murdering of uh, of animals to make food by you by you telling me that it? Cam Newton is a vegan. Veganism? You are not selling me on this. What's this? I, it, well, it, it's a fact. I mean, Cam Newton is a vegan.
5: All right, uh, Steve Hill says no dairy. So do vegetarians drink milk and do that stuff? I guess uh, no dairy for Cam, including the uh, the meat. Mm. I could
6: never do that. So.
5: Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, so.
5: So but, there's I mean, your that, that is there's str- your quarterback. And your other quarterback is Sam
0: Darnold. I, that's who I thought you were going to talk about. Okay. He is our starting quarterback right now. Yeah. My
5: quarterback right now. And he's an absolute bum ass bum. Oh. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Am I supposed to act shocked to that? you you said to me your quarterback don't need a burger and a steak. First of all, he's not our starter. I don't look. I don't care. He
0: can suck off he all he wants to. Okay. All anyway, right. Uh but the man eats steak and has had a burger in his life. So he's a man. My quarterback might not
6: be able He's to pick a it man.
5: Up. He's a man. Because he eats a steak? Yes. Yeah. All right. Would you rather have a crappy quarterback that eats steak or a decent quarterback that doesn't?
0: I mean, you don't know what the hell Sam Darn or Sam Darnold Sam Howell is. You know the beautiful
5: thing is you don't either. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: What, what are you doing over there? <laughs>
5: Who, him? Yeah. Yeah. He, what, is, what are you doing? He's the instigator. Yeah. Chandler and I have enough arguments on our own. We don't need somebody to instigate. Yeah, we don't. Scooter, how do you feel about all this?
0: How are you what? doing, Scooter? <laughs> You're doing great. Scooter, uh, Scooter's here.
5: What if we went like 30 minutes and then I looked over Scooter. and I was like, crap, Scooter's Hey, Scooter. Oh, my God. Sometimes I get the red in the eyes and just keep going and don't know when to stop. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Sam Howe has weird eating conditions. Weirdo. He's a weirdo. Weirdo. Hey, respect it. You're supposed to respect it, right? No. Y- you know what? Yeah, y- yeah. <laughs> you are. But see, like that—that—that's just weird. Like he doesn't. Chandler, can I say that you're pretty hip, but critical? gotcha that this guy yeah this guy that was a good one one (laughs) thank you mark (laughs) all right let's take a break we'll come back talk some pirate baseball scott rogers joins us when we return pirate radio live after this
1: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756 Three hundred today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is clip rock.
5: Back hey, with the Empire Radio Live hour two on this Wednesday. We'll talk some baseball, MLB, and ECU with Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. Later on this hour, uh, we're going to make you a winner in the five o'clock hour. So if you hadn't got in yet, head over to Facebook Live or Facebook Live video feed. Put in a number between one and one hundred, and you can be. In our pirate radio raffle today we will draw our number coming up in the five o'clock hour right now john has 77 trey has 71 squat has 23 60 for susan 47 for robert 82 for chad and mark has 69 nice so if you'd like to get in you can do so now facebook live put in a number between one and 100 we'll do a drawing coming up in hour three all right uh joining us in the pirate radio studios Glad to have him here instead of on the phone been a lot of travel been a lot of school stuff uh but now it's all baseball with uh with scott rogers right scooter is it just a uh, home baseball from here on out well i do have one summer class this semester Jeez. but
7: it is it online ends. it is online <laughs> so i don't have to be anywhere at a certain time but yes it's uh i'm glad the travels done for the next couple of weeks and glad to have these next uh, few games at home to end the regular season
5: and you're probably glad the pirates are playing well because everything's better when the pirates are winning and how about the run they've been on here scooter and and you yeah how much do you follow the rpi daily weekly so you look at it how about the rpi jump they've made in the last two to three weeks at 30 40 spots right absolutely i think today they were sitting at
7: 35 coming into today which you know that's that's Feeling really good about a three seed at that large bid, but uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable how much they've jumped in the RPI. And you know, talking with Coach O yesterday was really surprising how much they did jump after the Memphis series because Memphis was, I believe, at two oh six coming into that series. But because of other teams that we've beat, winning and um, everything falling down the ladder, sort of say, I mean, that's what's helped. But I mean, right now the Pirates obviously will take it being at thirty five. And if you come off and win these next few games, heading into water even if you don't win the conference tournament, you go down there and win a few games, that RPI is looking really good, and you're really feeling good about that large bid.
5: Bryson Worrell said it's the most road games he can recall. And, you know, you play a couple at Chapel Hill, you play three at Charleston in the non conference, plus all the road uh, middle of the week games they have played, and then you throw in conference play. Uh, that helps you. And then, like you said, the strength of schedule, East Carolina what, uh, top 20, 25 toughest schedule in America this year, and that is paying dividends here late in the year with the way those teams are playing. Absolutely. You
7: look at the Carolina win earlier in the year with them
5: sweeping State
7: this past weekend. That helped a lot. UNCW beating NC State last night helped. And then another team that's playing really good right now is College of Charleston. Obviously, we lost 2-3 or in that series, but that's a team I think that's in the top 50 right now in the RPI now. But all those things happening and then combine that with the Pirates winning right now, and it's a very good recipe for success in the RPI.
5: Uh, Jeff Charles says it, and it's a old common phrase you, you can watch uh, a baseball game every day and you'll see something different happen in, in each of those games and i feel like we've had some odd ones this year scooter that we've talked about maybe nothing more odd than friday night where you had dueling no hitters going late in that game uh what, what was that like to call it was uh interesting i was loving it for the fact that we were in the ninth inning after two hours of yeah. play, but
7: uh it was it was something to see and obviously we didn't have TV in that game either, which helped speed up the pace because uh, you didn't have to worry about TV commercials or anything like that holding up in between innings. But uh, the pitcher's pace was unbelievable. I mean, I'm sitting there trying to talk at least about a few numbers here and there between pitches, and before I could get anything out of my mouth, they're starting their windup again, which is great. Yep. And it was a great pace to watch. It was a great game to watch. And obviously, it sucked that a lot of people couldn't watch it back here in Greenville. But, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of old baseball people, and they said they have never seen that before in their entire life but it was something to watch and uh obviously once you got into the, the extra innings of that ball game it really got intense and we started getting guys on base but uh when ben newton came up and knocked that single that was a really good feeling in the 13th
5: inning cj mayhew went from a guy who's like on a, a preseason closer watch list a, a guy that you can count on and the good thing about him he can go extended innings as a reliever if you need to get two maybe even three and now he threw four perfect innings the weekend before here at home and then goes out and throws nine hitless innings and uh, he said even in high school he preferred to come out of the bullpen uh, as opposed to starting and now his philosophy is if he starts he's just trying to close out the first inning and then after that he'll try to close out the next and the next so that's his mentality up there but to see uh, the way his role has evolved and the way cliff and and austin knight have used them has been amazing and Man, what a performance the other night.
7: Yeah, and that's kind of the mindset that Coach Goward and Coach Knight have told these guys over the past few weeks is coming in with that closing mentality. Go out there, close out the first inning. You feel good. Go out there, close out another inning. And that's helped, especially over the past few weeks. And not only see Jay Mayhew looking good on the mound. Obviously, Carter Spivey's been looking very good. Garrett Saylor's still doing his thing on the mound. And one arm that's really looked good, especially Sunday at Memphis, was Jake Hunter. And that start he had. And that's going to be, obviously, an arm down the stretch that the Pirates are going to need. But it's going to be fun to watch this Pirate bullpen, hopefully in the postseason this year. And uh, this uh, Pirate bullpen, I think, could compete with anybody out there at the moment.
5: And just how much can a season change within a particular season? Garrett Saylor, your Friday night starter to get things going. He's second on the team in saves right now and uh, is doing a great job out of the bullpen. Carter Spivey, your saves leader on the team after his fourth last night. But we were talking about the rotation week one uh, for this team, and it was Sailor, Kutschmeyer, and Hunter, and we still see some uh, some Hunter starts. Hoping and, and and when when do you think uh, or what do you know about Jake Kutschmeyer and his return?
7: Right now, I've heard that you know he's still dealing with some muscle soreness in that arm. Um, hopefully, I would say hopefully we get him back before. Clearwater for the conference tournament, but I uh, still think trying to get him back up to 100 at the moment. But that's an arm, obviously, that we're going to need heading down the stretch.
5: But the fact that you started with those guys back in February and we are where we are now, I give a lot of credit to Cliff Gowen. Give a lot of credit to these guys for accepting whatever role they have to on this team. Absolutely, and you know, obviously, a Jake Hunter is a great example of that. Starting the year in the
7: rotation, being moved out into the bullpen for a few weeks and now working his way back into the rotation and then making that move to the bullpen i think helped him a lot and it shows over the past couple starts he's made but that's a good young arm that the pirates have in their pitching staff and that's
5: going to be a key one for the future of pirate baseball as well scooter Scott rogers joining us in the pirate radio studios we were talking earlier about bryson worrell who had a goal for himself. He said he'd like to hit 15 home runs this year. Hit his 10th on an absolute laser shot. Uh, we were talking earlier, uh, Chandler, it's not one of those majestic no-doubters. Like, that one uh, it barely got over the shortstop's head, he right? He didn't
0: have time to do a bat flip or do any kind of you know cinematics or anything like that. Because it got out of the ballpark quick. And like he said, it it seemed like it went right over the shortstop's head and just kept on going. But, yeah, it got out of the ballpark quick, and and Bryson World is just on an absolute tear right now.
7: Absolutely. And that's obviously a bat that always heats up at the end of the year. That's going to be a key one for the Pirates going down the stretch. But it's been fun to watch him hit, especially in conference play because really when conference play started is when it seemed like something clicked with him, and he really started hitting the ball very good. I think he's still leading the team right now on average for conference play and uh, heading towards the top of the Pirates overall this season in terms of average. But uh, he's literally looked good at the plate, the, especially over the past few weeks. And you talk about home runs last night. Still can't believe Jacob Jenkins Cowart got that ball <laughs> oh, yeah. out here. That one was crazy. We uh, Obviously, we were very confused, me and Coach O were, because we couldn't tell what happened. We we had the monitor up in our booth, and once we saw the replay of it, we were like, dang, he had that in his glove. And it looked like when he was starting to bring it back over the fence is when it fell I was, out.
0: I was in the left field last night and watched – Is it Shrek? Mm -hmm. Uh, Just absolutely. I mean, ran into that wall as hard as he could. Right. I mean, and he actually bent the wall a little bit in the padding. uh, And I watched it. The ball, like you said, was in the glove, and the impact of him against the wall just dislodged that ball. And uh, JJC gets a home run. But and he was even surprised. Oh yeah. uh, When he he bounced off the wall, looks at his glove, sees that the ball is not there. And it goes to the ground in disbelief. Right. So just a, a weird.
8: It, I think runner.
7: everybody was confused. Obviously, the base runners were because we were, I think, worried <laughs> a little bit about Jenkins Coward. I think Lane Hoover was the one on base Get ready to pass him almost. And I think that's why Coach Goblin was going like this in the base, uh, third base coaching box to make sure that didn't happen. But yeah. uh, the conditions last night, I mean, kudos to all the Pirate fans that were in at attendance last night because it was obviously not the best of conditions to play a baseball game, especially in May. But, uh, you know, obviously the win last night was insane and it shows,
5: especially. With that home run he hit last night, talk about the consistency with this team. They show up here on Mondays in the Players' Lounge presented by Delcor, and you can't really tell if they just got swept by Bryant or if they swept Memphis. Like they, they have a very consistent attitude. I think over time, that's going to more times than not lead to a successful team. It shows a sign of maturity, I think too. But I mean, Scooter, have you seen a, a noted difference? There's been some tweaks here and there with the lineup, Giles to the mound starling in the lineup and some things like that but uh, why are they playing so well right now compared to maybe earlier this year can you put your finger on it
7: i think like you said you know they're, they're keeping their spirits up you know like you said you can't tell if they just got swept by bryant or sweeping memphis and that's one thing that coach Gowen i think has instilled in these guys is hey if you do get you do lose Today's another day. I mean, strike it off. Today's a new day. And, you know, obviously, the Pirates are starting to get in a groove now, I think, too, in terms of that lineup. We haven't seen a lot of changes lately, so guys are getting in the grooves. And then I think they're just just playing good baseball at the moment, and it's not like anything was change or bad at the beginning of the year it's just i don't think they were in a groove yet and you know there's a lot of differences to this lineup at beginning of the year in terms of new people in there and trying to get those new roles established but uh i think this team's in a really good spot right now heading into the last couple weeks of the season
5: all right uh what do you know about the bulls coming to town this weekend south florida team that
7: struggled at the beginning of the year and struggled in the start of conference play but picked up two or three from ucf last weekend obviously that being their arch rival too but uh this is a team that always competes well against the pirates and uh it's gonna be a fun one this weekend hopefully the rain will hold off in the forecast because the forecast does not look the best at the moment but it's gonna be a fun series and pirate nation obviously we need you out there at Clark or
5: claire this weekend need to keep that great conference streak going and last night scooter on top of all the individual performances we saw as a team east carolina has dominated duke the last 23 meetings, and a lot of those meetings have been blowouts, uh, seemingly too. Last night was a close one, but uh, Duke's a good baseball program, and East Carolina has just dominated that series.
7: Right, Right. and we talked about that a little bit on the broadcast last night with Coach O, and we were saying, hey, you know, the teams that they've beaten those are some good duke teams i mean teams that made super regionals that were right on the cusp of omaha but i mean it's something about that series the pirates
5: just have duke's number it seems but those have been uh, like you said and most of them have been blowouts over the years and i always come away from those games because a lot of times are earlier in the year saying okay duke's not very good and then at the end of the year they're in the ACC championship. They're in a regional. They're playing well. And and I, I tend to write them off every single year. And then they show up late in the year and play well. And that's just because of our, our dominance over them, I guess. But uh, another one last night over the Duke Blue Devils for East Carolina. Uh, Scooter, got a few questions. Uh, we can oh boy. ask these to Scooter, right? Yeah, I, I was hoping you would. Oh, boy. Um, if you were to give up baseball announcing and what you're doing right now and join the wwe what would be your signature move my signature move probably something from the top rope i think all right maybe a flying elbow or something like that okay macho man style (laughs) uh what is your favorite late night munchie probably cheese it's okay pretty pretty consistent that's Mm -hmm. a good call uh cookout milkshake caramel Hmm. salt is caramel interesting (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter Uh, i don't think i've ever had a banana (laughs) sandwich but i would think
7: peanut butter would make more sense okay i'm not a
5: mayonnaise guy at all all right fair enough um i guess uh, you've been on the bus and plane rides right Mm -hmm. uh who's the loudest snore loudest snore somebody you've roomed with uh, Malcolm's the only
7: one I've roomed
5: with but uh, I gotta imagine he
7: snores Malcolm's a good roommate he's awesome um <laughs> wow. but uh I don't know who on the team is okay. the loudest snore the fun I will say funny thing from our trip coming back from memphis we connected in charlotte coming back to rdu and unc softball was on our flight and they had just gotten swept Ooh. by syracuse and the flight attendant came on and did his normal announcements and uh at the end he said well i understand we got some winners and some not so winners <laughs> on this flight and so that gave us a good chuckle but that uh That's the flight good.
5: attendant took a low blow to the uh tar hills on the way back Gotta love that Uh, Did you see Josh Graham at the airport? I did not see Josh Graham at this time. All right, good. Um, Does pineapple belong on a pizza? Uh, I I would say so. It depends on... It has to be a certain type. The Hawaiian uh, bacon, ham? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Rank these buffets. Okay. Chinese breakfast, pizza, and then traditional, Golden Corral style. Chinese breakfast, pizza, Golden Corral. Rank those uh, four i would say probably breakfast golden corral pizza and then chinese wow chinese i'm not i'm not a chinese Chinese guy guy. okay yeah all right interesting and finally would you rather fight one gorilla sized chicken or 10 chicken sized gorillas i would say one i think that'd be easier Okay, you're the first person to say that. Yeah, so bring it on. Everybody's scared of that giant beak, I guess, of the gorilla-sized chicken. But you say no problem. I ain't scared of no beak. (laughs) (laughs) Well well done, Scooter. All right, Scooter. I will be on the call this weekend as East Carolina takes on um, USF. Robert in the chat says, uh, "Shirley, get ready." Can you be quiet, please? I'm trying to sleep, Scooter. Thank you. you. uh, you ever heard that from Malcolm in the uh, hotel room? I have not.
0: That's uh, actually the cut from y'all's trip to Memphis this past weekend. Can you be quiet, please? <laughs> Thank you.
5: Can you. be quiet, please? Thank you. Malcolm Gray. He Sounds
7: said- like uh, Coach O in the background. Ed Orgeron from that press conference he had where people were loud in the background. Ah, oh, yeah. I just, yeah. I do recall
5: that one. <laughs> All right. There's uh, oh. <laughs> Jeff Charles being loud in the background. <laughs> Scooter, thanks for joining us. Absolutely, and uh, have a great call this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you, Clip. Scott Rogers joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll continue the baseball chat when we return with Patrick Mason. We'll look around Major League Baseball, also uh, talk Pirate Baseball and more with Patrick when we return. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this.
1: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. You can order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. And you can order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
5: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, hour number two on today's show. There's still time to enter into our Pirate Radio raffle. Coming up in our third hour, we'll do a drawing. All you have to do is go to Facebook Live, ty- uh, type in a number between 1 and 100, and closest to the pin will win today's prize. We've already got a lot of folks in, but uh, a lot of numbers available for you to get right now.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if you got these new numbers that have come in.
5: I did. Mike P has 47, Tyler has 2.
0: Cool deal. That, that's it.
5: Thank you, Chandler. Thank you.
0: Uh, did you get Chad Moore and Robert Dietrich?
5: I did not get Robert D who sends us a 56. When you hear 56, who do you think of?
0: Mark uh, Burley. Daryl Johnson. Defensive who who end. did you
5: say? Mark Burley. Wow. Uh, I'm going Lawrence Taylor.
0: I went Daryl Johnson, defensive end for ECU. <laughs> oh, okay. I
5: was thinking of like Derek Johnson, or yeah. the guy from uh, from Kansas City. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Sometimes my brain just stops. Does that ever happen to you, Chandler? All Never. The, all the time. Never happened to you, um, Patrick. You're a baseball guy. How well do you know stats? Like, not individual stats, but a top, a... Topic, a um, like a slash line? Okay, so WRC+. plus. Okay, yeah,
4: wins uh, created. So it's like an offensive set.
5: I, I still don't fully understand war. Could you explain it to me?
4: It's really just... It's trying to simplify how good a player is so you can just kind of take a quick peek so it it just takes into account a lot of offensive stats a little bit of defensive and
5: i know and it's wins above
4: replacement so a replacement player is your say like you're a triple a guy who just comes up and is just baseline average baseball player so if if it's like zero then you're just kind of like a guy filling a spot
5: i get that i i guess my thing is who is this mythical guy and what are his stats and I, I think it sort it sort
4: of changes every year, so kind of like based on the league average, and okay. and really, yeah. So just a given replacement player, it's just kind of a mythical guy. But you know, it's just here's this guy, and are you better or worse than this baseline player?
5: So as the uh, the baseball guy that you are now, I, I still look at, and I guess I'm an 87 year old man, but I look at like average home runs, RBIs, runs scored. Like, the first thing I ever did in fantasy baseball when we used to get the scores out of the newspaper. So what, what are the most important stats today, like, in your opinion, like if that you, you follow?
4: If you want to go, like, sabermetric, kind of, like, analytic-wise, like, weighted on base, like, WOBA. Um, okay. <laughs> so that's just, like, essentially it weighted means, like, it takes into account park factors, you know, if you're playing, you know, in a diff- smaller park, bigger park, Coors Field, you know, stuff like that. So that's kind of—and everyone is— On the same scale. Um, And just in general, too, like on-base percentage is life. It's essentially like, are you out or not, you know? Mm, Yeah. And an average is, I mean, you could bat 160, but if you're on base 400, I mean, that's what really matters. True. Okay. And RBIs, it's kind of just a product of our our guys on base ahead of you it's like a product of is your team good so it's it's not really like an individual thing you can look at too much did you, uh, say,
0: did you say it was Wooba?
4: WOBA. WOBA. WOBA.
0: is that a score on the buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard <laughs>
4: <laughs> no uh but we do have one uh
5: posse and posse posse uh philly zero seattle one so basically any stat with like w in front of it it's
4: where like the entire league is like normalized and playing on the same thing
5: all right fair enough um, so yeah, I get and like wins has always been wins and losses for pitchers has always been a misleading stat to me, right? Like, I
4: think Michael Kopeck for the White Sox, just you know, for instance, he's like leading the league in ERA and he's like zero and zero. And yeah, like, you know, Dallas Keichel's awful and he's got some decisions, so it's just you know,
5: it's, Jacob DeGrom's like the poster child for that, right? Like, he's right. gonna. Be a Hall of Famer with like a five hundred record, pretty yeah. much.
4: Yeah, because he's incredible, and you know his team is letting
5: him down. Although this year he'd love to be pitching with these guys because the Mets are actually good. Let's start with uh, with MLB today. Let's look at some scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Double Buck. Double Buck. Oh, speaking of stats, did you see uh, Bofa? no I haven't what, what's Bofa uh, no nah, never mind what's Bofa I don't know um, the Yankees beat the Blue Jays 5-3 to three, so Araldus Chapman got himself into some trouble but got himself out of that trouble as remember we were talking about Bo Bichette was up Bo Bichette Bo Bichette was up uh, tying run on hit a laser down the left field line went just foul ended up striking out and then uh, he got Vlad as well to pop out Yankees beat the Blue Jays five to three, off to a great start this year. The Pirates beat the Dodgers five to three. Was that score? And then, my God,
0: yeah, that's yeah.
5: So the Reds scored six in the eighth. The Brewers came back with six in the ninth. But Cincinnati outlasted Milwaukee fourteen to eleven. That score on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Every time we see, P- oh no, Shirley, do you still have the bad news theme? That we used to play every day five times an hour because things were getting canceled due to COVID?
2: I have it. I just don't have it loaded up. Give me one second. All right. For you. Bum,
5: bum, bum, I'll stall for a minute. Bum, 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 bum. Let me take you back in time, folks, where we didn't have sports. And it was the most depressing time in our lives. And we watched old ecu athletics events and how the hell did we do shows were you here during that time i was
0: an intern and that was uh i was laid off from my job at the time so i actually went home and stayed with my parents for about seven months so i was not here
5: you were a a hooters girl before you came here to pirate radio i was yeah i was yeah you worked at hooters did they make you wear the outfit no but you chose to anyway
0: yes (laughs) and the cool thing is, is that i washed dishes so my shirt would get
5: wet. Yeah, yeah. They were was, they were pretty popular <laughs> yes, there. Yes, sir. Uh and now we're glad to have you here, Channel.
0: I mean, the, and the girls that worked there, they would go and say, "Hey, my name Got is so and so." And the, and the and people would like guys would go, "Hey, can we get <laughs> that guy over there? Like, like, hey, can we actually get that guy to wait on us?"
5: Uh one time I took the family to Great Wolf Lodge. You know what that is, Patrick?
3: Yeah, the, like uh, a little indoor indoor water, water park. park thing. Yeah,
5: and. You eat the food there, it's like $100 for a meal. And I was like, let's go uh, off campus and find something. And right across the street, there was a place called Twin Peaks. And I was like, that looks like a restaurant. You want to go there? I... My wife said, "No, we're not taking the kids to Twin Peaks. Like, why not? What's wrong? Apparently, that is a Hooters-like uh, outfit. Yes. Okay. So, unfortunately, I never got to go. There's one in Myrtle Beach. Instead, we went to damn Jack in the Box, which was also right down the road. We are not taking the kids to Jack in the Box. <laughs> oh no! Bad news: the Guardians and White Sox have been postponed due to a COVID-19 outbreak. What year are we in? Ooh! What's going on, Patrick?
4: That's really frustrating. I saw that. T- I was ready to watch the game, and I yeah, came across my Twitter, and it was upsetting. You know
0: what phrase I saw today when I was reading that? Was it the phrase, the that, pace? That scared me and brought back terrible memories. Contact tracing. Oh. Oh, wow. my
5: God. Yeah. Mm. Two words you just don't want to hear. I
2: also have some slight bad news. All right.
5: Keep it rolling, All Charlie. Right. Way to go.
2: I just received word that ECU's softball game has been moved up to 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, which means Chandler... I will not be here for the first hour of PRL. You'll need to cover me.
5: That's not bad news. I'm excited about that. Okay. <laughs> we'll kick off the show with Chandler and CJ and Shirley, time permitting. We'll see you at the end of the show.
2: Yes. If the game is over in time, I will be back here.
5: Maybe, uh, who knows, we'll exchange some uh, gifts for Troy D on his birthday in Hour 3 tomorrow.
2: Ah, uh, yes. I forgot about that. Which
5: now, this means you might be a part of that segment.
2: Um. Yes.
5: Good news. This is good news.
2: Possibly.
0: Maybe. Depending. I guess I think about baseball. Maybe softball is a lot shorter. Or you
2: can just call me from the press box and I'll open my present from there.
0: Will the game be over with by 5 o'clock? Yeah.
2: Most of the time, yes. Every once in a while. Usually it's about an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes, depending. Sometimes it goes a little longer.
5: Hmm. Patrick, will you be covering any ECU softball tournament action? I will not. You will not. You will be out at Clark Leclaire this weekend because That's you right. said you have perfect attendance going. That's right. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. If I you're... did see
0: last <laughs> night uh, post game. It was you representing the Daily Reflector, and then Content Junkie representing Pirate Radio, and Steven Igo, who we'll have on the show coming up in the five o'clock hour, representing hoist the colors.
5: All three of the people in the media scrum after the game will be on Pirate Radio Live today. How about team. that? How about that? All right, uh, let's talk some Pirate baseball, Patrick. Um, another win over Duke. You're kind of new to covering this thing, but ECU beating Duke in baseball is no surprise. Uh, according to Igo's Stat, he posted, 22 of the last 23 meetings have gone ECU's way. That is incredible.
4: And that's just ridiculous for baseball in general because that just doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> Yesterday was a little more hairy than it's usually been um i mean that wind was insane you know that uh, rj shrek almost put one out um you know but the wind knocked it down and he almost made that catch and left too so frustrating
5: night for him yeah absolutely in particular uh pirates get the job done how about the pitching last night carter spavi earning his fourth save of the year and it looked like garrett sailor uh once again had a good relief appearance for the pirates and even Merritt Beaker starting the yeah. game
4: was really good. So tomorrow I'm going to have this. I kind of did a little bit of a deep dive in the pitching. Um, I'll have that a story tomorrow in tomorrow's paper. But um, essentially the kind of the cliff notes of it um, since Cliff Godwin's been here. Um, this year, they had 11 different starting pitchers, which is the most. Wow. Um, and really, no one with, I know the season isn't over yet, but no one's thrown double digit starts yet. It's kind of just like, hey, if you're hot, if you've got a good matchup, you're going to throw. And it's, I mean, lately it's worked out for him. So,
5: in uh, no world did anyone have our Friday, Saturday guys being Ryder Giles, CJ Mayhew. Right. Uh, it's unreal. And uh, you got to give credit to the coaching staff for adapting. And uh, you know what I, I say, and I don't want it to sound like an insult, but like in Major League Baseball, what what actually does a manager do? Like <laughs> fills I, out the lineup card, right? I, I really think the most important thing is just managing
4: the bullpen. Yeah, I just kind of knowing when to throw guys in there and managing how often they pitch. But
5: and now you and and we see that game to game with what Cliff and Austin Knight and them do. But how about just uh, taking the year as a whole and the. The adjustments they've made, and there's been some some minor ones, taking out Ryder, putting him on the mound, putting in Jacob Starling. But the way they've kind of puzzle pieced this thing together is has been pretty impressive when you look at their record right now.
4: It really has, and I think that's part of the reason why they're on this run right now is because I think they're they have a good idea of who can do what and when they can do it, um, and that, that's a huge thing. Because obviously in the beginning of the year, you know, you you look at a guy and go, you know, he's he's got this and he can do this, but you know, it might take him some time. Um, you know, like Jake Hunter, he's been great lately, but, you know, he struggled in the beginning of the year. But, you yeah. know, that's to happen. He's a freshman facing college hitters the first time.
5: And it seems like, uh, has the lineup been pretty stable uh, here the last month or so, too? They found, Agnos found his home at the top. We see, I guess we still see Worrell kind of go up and down and, and maybe Moylan, but for the most part, the lineup uh, has had some stability as well.
4: That's right. Usually it's about, you know, almost the same starting guys, and I think one through four for sure is is, is stable. I um, mean, that's working. I mean, right now, you don't want to mess with that.
5: So the Pirates find themselves, uh, you know, in the 30s now. I think 35 with the RPI, just a major improvement over this last month and a half, two months. Um, are they right now set for an at-large if they keep playing the way they're playing? I, th- I think so. I mean, obviously, if you stumble and lose a series or something, that's going to hurt. But but say, what do we say, 5-2 and two to end the regular season, win... You know, make it to the AAC championship. I mean, I feel like at that point, they've probably done enough. Yeah, that, that's enough. Which I wrote them off of that. So uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with the way they've been able to finish this thing out. I think it's, I want to say 17 and 5 over the last like 22. I mean, they've
4: really just come on.
5: And uh, they've got two weekend series left, both at home. Uh, so you can see them in action against South Florida this weekend, Houston next weekend, and Campbell uh, mixed into that next Tuesday to wrap up the regular season and then it's off to clearwater and every monday uh after the season we get together it's been at restaurants in the past i think it was at ecu uh town bank tower last year but the selection show party and every year we've joined them the pirates knew they were in either they won the aac tournament or they knew they were getting in as an at large this year's a little different. De- don't, I don't think I've ever been to one where there was a question on if they could get in or not. Hopefully, that's not the case this year, but uh, but could be interesting if it does turn out that way.
4: Yeah, I, I think that question mark is slowly getting erased, though, as we kind of keep going in. Um, I mean, they're they just playing better. You know, they actually look like a, a pretty tough team, even though, like, you know, we said earlier, like the pitching, it's just not stable. Like, you, you know, you can't just pencil in, hey, these three guys are going to throw every time, but it really hasn't mattered for them as of late.
5: They have gutted out these uh, series wins and these sweeps here over the last couple weekends. Johnny has a stat to consider, Mm -hmm. Shirley. Over the last seventeen games, Zach, Hoove, and Bryson have all reached base safely in every game.
4: Yeah, yeah, I I believe. I I know for sure. Worrell has. He's he's been he's been really
5: hot. Have you seen like you you rarely see fans diving out of the way of home runs, but we saw that last night with Worrell's uh, (laughs) line drive.
4: Yeah, I said it in the press box. I'm like, someone's shins just got just blasted by that thing. I mean, that was a rope out there.
5: Uh, he has been great. Now uh, the first pirate, only pirate to have double-digit dingers on the team. Um, Johnny with the no- Johnny's stat guy today. Give me a stat to consider. Johnny Rob, stat to consider, please, because Johnny's on fire today. Um, usually our basketball stat guy to consider. He says the Pirates have played Cincinnati 15 times since the last time they have played Houston. Interesting. And part of that is because they went to Houston and the series got canceled before they could play the first game. Was that last year? And they play Cincinnati, I guess, two times a year, the travel partner or whatever. Right. So 15 meetings with the Bearcats since the last time they've played Houston. Why do I even have you guys on the show? Why don't we get Johnny on? <laughs> He sort of is right now, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's basically It's his is. time to shine. We got a home run in the Phillies-Mariners game. It's a granny. And it is a granny, and the Phillies have taken a 4-1 to lead. Hopefully, Igo's not listening, because he might turn around and not want to watch this beating. All right, uh, Patrick, anything else? Anything else to look out for on the uh, pages of the Daily Reflector?
4: No, just like I said, I'm going to kind of dig into some pitching a little bit uh, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, you know, just more baseball. We're in right. the home stretch here.
5: You want to ask a couple of questions? Oh, sure. Yeah, thanks for reminding me uh patrick what is your late night munchie your favorite late night munchie i love Cheez it's wow you and scooter both yeah. uh, on the Cheez it train yeah i can plow some uh favorite cookout milkshake oreo mint okay uh, i like that you're answering quickly that means these <laughs> are true answers yeah i go by the way says i was really enjoying the show until that and then said a bad word uh, is a where are you from originally? Uh, just outside of Chicago. That's right. You might have no clue on this one. Then is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter? I I'd probably say peanut butter because isn't that what like Elvis ate or something like that?
4: Ah something like that could be okay but i've, I've never had a doesn't sound that <laughs> peanut butter, you know the
2: old saying the peanut butter and nana sandwiches <laughs>
5: yeah, sandwich. so that's why i know that okay don't put you no mail on my no no uh mail my son all right thanks elvis <laughs> uh i'm leaving the building what uh what would be alive or dead your all-time concert if you could see a band or musician oh man see i don't go that deep in in
4: music all that much i don't know like i'm never just like man i wish i would have saw those guys I don't so know. nothing I don't, I don't, probably not what do you listen to uh i've listened to a little bit of mix of rap and some like music i think like i like kid cuddy and then i like this band called motion city soundtrack okay i, don't know if you heard of them. No, I have not They're very different genres but i all don't right.
5: know kid cuddy was the band leader one season on the uh my favorite podcast is comedy bang bang there was oh, a yeah. tv show have you listened to comedy bang bang yeah I'd never find anybody who listens to that. Yeah. I actually watched it because
4: he was on there. That's yeah. How I got interested.
5: And uh, I listen to it every week. Did we just become best friends? I think we did. <laughs>
8: That's right. Uh,
5: who's your favorite uh, Paul F. Tompkins character oh, that he plays? Oh, All right. We can move on. Uh, no, it's so, so random to find it, one it of those is. fans. Uh, Tony Castleberry, formerly the Daily Reflector, and I went to Durham when they went on their nationwide tour, and uh, we saw Scott Ackerman. Paul F. Tompkins, Lauren Lapkus, Neil Campbell got a picture, got their autographs. It was yeah, great. There you go. It was awesome. Love that. Ah, uh, does pineapple belong on a pizza? Absolutely not. Mm. Thank you, sir. Mm. No way. Thank yeah. you, sir.
4: Mm. No, I, there's so many other
5: glorious toppings that
4: you can't. And a pineapple it, right. is what you choose. Get yeah. out of here. What is
5: your your go to slice? What's on it?
4: Slice. Um, I you know I actually started liking um pepperoni and jalapenos yeah you know what that's a good combo pepperoni bacon
5: ham jalapenos banana peppers see that's that's a lot going on (laughs) there's a party in chandler's mouth (laughs) i'm i'm becoming a so my go-to i've had everything on the aj's menu because i go every wednesday for sports trivia recently i've gotten into the chicken cheesesteak it's good but i go jalapenos on the side because i cut them up into little little pieces and put them throughout because i like the heat but i don't really like the flavor you know what i'm saying yeah that makes sense clip goes he goes back in the kitchen and makes his own chicken cheesesteak like he's cutting up the jalapenos (laughs) (laughs) and i asked uh tony dunn joins us fridays because he likes to cook do things like what is a good pepper or spice to add to your food if you like heat but don't necessarily want the flavor of that thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like and like I, those
4: red pepper flakes. I mean, does
5: that add yeah, to it? Yeah, and I like that you put on, like at pizza yeah. places. Like yeah, I put that, I like that on a lot of my food at yeah. home because it doesn't have really a lot of taste to it. You just get the heat. Yeah, so. you kind of can eat it and not even
4: know you're eating it, but you can kind of feel what's going go. on.
5: All right. Um, rank these buffets. All right. I'm going to give you four. Chinese, breakfast, pizza, and traditional like your your golden corral establishment so chinese breakfast pizza traditional how right. would you rank those i'm gonna
4: go pizza breakfast chinese then traditional all
5: right hey chandler i think we found ourselves a pizza guy right here hey, oh right yeah guy. look at this guy hey look at pizza guy <laughs> wow. hey, pizza buffet is, is just great
4: i love a pizza
5: buffet yeah.
0: <laughs> that was I, terrible I that what was, that was
5: that was not good uh would you rather fight one gorilla sized chicken or 10 chicken sized gorillas I'm gonna have to go with one gorilla-sized chicken. Up until this point, wow. everybody this week, back to back, had said ten chicken-sized gorillas, but you and Scooter both said the one large chicken.
4: So I, you want to have one opponent rather than ten? Yeah, I think like I mean, you just don't want to get overwhelmed, and you know, if you
5: trip or you get on the ground, you're done for. Mm. They just swarm you. Yeah. Good know. call. Good point. You really thought this through. Uh, Rich says, if you would give up your reporting and join WWE, what would be your signature move? Ooh, something off the top rope. Probably with an elbow. <laughs> you have the same... Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, Patrick. You have given at
0: least three or four answers exactly the same as Scooter Rogers. Oh, man. I,
4: I'm in. But I, these are I, his personal answers. That's right. I, I mean... It's, it's just a good move. You just got to come flying in from somewhere. What is your
0: favorite signature? Uh, are, are you a wrestling fan? Did you like wrestling? I did way back when I was a kid. Who, who was your, like, what was the favorite signature that you liked? Mine was uh, 6, 619 Ray Mysterio.
4: I, just I liked it, the little, what was it, The Walls of Jericho? That thing That <laughs> thing was awesome.
5: I was a huge holic. So, right I mean, yeah, and like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that movie as my signature. Which thing. is different than the Boston Crab and i feel like later in his career he stopped. like the walls of jericho the guy was basically like on his neck yeah it was pretty it's brutal a whole, it's the whole thing uh brett says try cayenne pepper or serrano 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 speaking of serrano pedro serrano pedro serrano what is your all-time favorite baseball movie uh i mean major league is definitely good but that's mine um not that you can't share it i'm saying <laughs> that is my favorite yeah you know i actually liked uh, Moneyball a little bit have we we might have talked about Uh, yeah maybe i'm having deja vu (laughs) i'm having a little bit of the vu have you seen ted lasso i haven't okay i I watched it recently
4: i'm always so late to shows like when it's so hyped i just kind of don't want to get on board and i'll catch on it later
5: uh you're like uh my wife in that regard she's uh like if i tell her a good show she won't watch it but then if like two years later she about like hey have you ever seen this i'm like yeah i tried <laughs> to get you into it you wouldn't watch it right. uh i, I watched uh, binge ted lasso recently it is very um it's very major leagueish for soccer like if you like the movie major league you'll like ted lasso similar story interesting patrick we are done with you for the day and the week all right and That's hopefully good. not the month <laughs> no. hopefully we'll see you again yeah uh, sure. we'll see you this weekend out at clark leclerc thanks for joining us today absolutely your uh your war i guess it would be like wins above replacement guest warg uh pretty high today good showing from you i
4: appreciate it so
5: thank you <laughs> take a time out we'll wrap up hour two and we'll see if we can deliver some better mariners news to Igo. he'll join us hour three of today's show a lot more to go pirate radio live on a wednesday back with you after this we
1: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock.
5: we got to wrap up Hour 2 before we get into Hour 3 with Stephen Igo. We'll do his proper introduction coming up. In a moment. I go, uh, let's talk non-ECU to get started here, this mini-segment. Let's do it. Uh, anything new on the NFL schedule front? Anything come out today? Because I feel like they are adding... It's kind of stupid, really. But They're just, like, releasing random games. Uh, looks like we got something. The Cowboys and Packers will play Week 10. The NFL Man, announced that
8: let the- me uh let me mark that on my calendar. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the return of... <clears throat> Big giant doofus Mike
8: McCarthy. There you go. We'll be heading into Lambeau. That's how irrelevant Mike McCarthy is. When I heard that, like the last thing I thought about was Mike McCarthy returning to Lambeau Field. I thought about you last night, Iga, when you were laying in bed, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was
5: thinking about. Actually, I saw Washington's opponents, and you know what we love, especially in ECU basketball season, but really any sport, we love a revenge game. Carson Wentz. Has three revenge games this year. Wow, two against the Eagles, one against the Colts. Love it. That makes me feel a lot better about this season. At least going two and one in those three games. Got to win your
8: revenge games. Splitting with the the Eagles and definitely beating the Colts.
5: Does do the Broncos or Russell Wilson have a, re, a revenge yep. game?
8: The Seahawks. Rumor, yep. Rumor is uh, at Seattle. So Sunday night. The Monday. rumor is sunday night football to start the year but i don't know if that's wow i also saw and look
5: these are all anybody could put these out yeah i mean everybody's just throwing them out (laughs) y'all are a-holes man uh why do y'all i would never do that to (laughs) y'all um I hope we get another story out of this guy today.
3: (laughs) What
8: about a story?
5: Shut up. That story he
0: told last week or two weeks ago about Ellen riding Ellen's car. Red Hot Chili Berry under the bridge? Should
5: I tell it again? Please. Uh, I saw and you don't know whether or not to trust. (laughs) But Broncos Are we doing the weight now? (laughs) Broncos I saw this and I don't know if it's true or not.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Broncos Raiders. Monday night to open the season, which isn't that like every year. Yeah, I mean it's like one of those a- AFC West games, and I feel like it's more AFC West than NFC West to open the year. Um, it's either like Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I feel like Raiders, it's uh, like Vikings, Chiefs, Broncos, and somebody. It's kind of rando in the first
5: matchup, and then it's AFC West. Yeah, but anyway, how about so, they're doing a Week Two Monday night doubleheader? Did you see that? I did not. Minnesota, Philly, and then Bills. Bill's Titans. One game starts at 7.30 on ESPN. The other starts 8.30 on ABC. And that's going to be week two. So I don't know if that is a... They're experimenting there. NFL can do whatever they want, I feel like,
8: at this point. It, it kind of works.
5: I like it, but I don't know if I'm going to be liking it Sunday afternoon. I probably don't like Well, I don't know. I want all the games I can get on my red zone on Sunday. Yeah. I'm with you there, but, but if at least the, there's
8: no bias that early in the season, so it kind of points out.
5: And if there is a dud of a Monday night game, you can go to the other. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a good thing. Uh, anything else NFL wise? Are the Broncos playing uh,
8: Christmas Day? They are. They're playing the L.A. Rams ah. in Week 16 on Christmas Day. So, how does it feel to be relevant again? I know it's last year the Broncos had zero primetime games outside of a Thursday nighter at Cleveland, and this year they're probably gonna have the max, which I think is six yeah. or something like that. So, you know, it's good. I, honestly, I would, I, I, prefer to just watch my team on I, because Denver usually plays at four. Yeah. So I enjoy watching the one o'clock window and just kind of relax and watch football, and then watching Denver in the four o'clock window because there's only like two or three other games going on typically you can tell i root for a loser team but like there's nothing better than
5: a four o'clock eight o'clock or monday night game because your team hasn't played and lost yet if you you know so you play in that one o'clock window it like sours the mm-hmm. rest of the whole day you lose
8: you don't want to watch any but if your team wins then you want to watch that's like, all of sunday night football and like, the highlight show yeah 100 percent the uh football night in america yeah so, yeah, it was great when, when Peyton was the Broncos quarterback. I mean, I was watching every single second of football. All right. That's uh, football watcher
5: Steven Igo. Never missed a last, second of it. Last six years have not been watching quite as much. <laughs> uh, let's take a timeout. We'll come back, hour three. We'll properly introduce Igo. We'll talk Pirate Baseball. Uh, Igo, I did not read your article. I need to give you a click. When did you do the defensive depth chart? late last Uh, week Friday yeah I'll see if I can find that and uh, I might run over that I did I
0: did read an article it wasn't that one I did read the one about the returning uh, familiar faces uh, well, thank for EC basketball, and that you did do a podcast with Mike Schwartz. I did the
8: Hoist of Colors podcast, Mike Schwartz. I was gonna Boom. get to that. I was gonna get to that. And a defensive depth chart. So we, you know, we got all bases covered, much like Pirate Radio does as well. You guys have Mike Houston on, on on Monday at five. You have the baseball players on the Players Lounge. So Pirate Radio, Hoist of Colors, kicking everybody's tail once again. A lot of back scratching going yeah. on. A lot of back patting. It's good stuff. Good
5: vibes. Or. Are- floating through the studio take a time out come back more to go piratey live after this
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical occupational speech and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on arlington boulevard in greenville visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock
5: back with you pirate radio live here on a wednesday clip rock shirley rhodes C.J. Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, and let's welcome in Steve and I go to the show the only way we can. Let's hit it. I go, I go, I go, I go, he's the one you know, I go.
0: Boomers, bro. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go.
5: He's good at MLB the show. I go, I go, I go, I go. (coughs) We're gonna add a line. Well done. Add a line every week. Thanks to John Moody for reminding us to do that.
8: Yeah, I was waiting to see if you guys. Uh, I I, I can tell based off Chandler's smile that y'all had added something though. He gave it away, and it it is that is what. Uh, and y'all's voice changed when y'all got to that line. Well, you know, editing <laughs> wasn't I go. perfect.
5: I go, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded a little different because we were excited. Uh, that thing is gonna get really long. Yeah, good. I can't wait. <laughs>
0: Let's introduce Stephen. Another time, we we and get like to twenty the minutes later, program. it's like, all right. Ah. Steve, thanks, Stephen, for joining
5: us. This is gonna go a whole. It really is. That's gonna be fun. All right, um, where to begin? We got a defensive depth chart. Let's start with the uh, the podcast with Mike Schwartz, as you were able to talk to the head basketball coach of the Pirates,
8: Mike or Michael. So I asked him that before the podcast, which he prefers. He said Mike is fine, so I'm gonna go with uh, with Mike going forward. Although it has Michael on his like official bio, right. but I think he prefers Mike. Mike. Mike Schwartz. Mike. We're going Mike Sounds Schwartz. better than Michael Schwartz. Goes good with Mike Houston. Mike. And I don't know any Mike of Mike's Godwin. in the athletic department.
5: Uh, so, I go, the biggest takeaways other than how to say the guys' names. Um, how's he feeling right now with the roster that he was given when he got here and the guys he brought in? Do you get the sense that this thing
8: is going to take some years or – does he think he can compete in year one? Well, I think he he said it best. You know, we'll see. I mean, I don't think there's any... Like, nobody on the roster is proven. So, I don't think you can come out and say that... You don't even have an Aaron Jarman on yeah,
5: this roster. Yeah, there's no Aaron Jarman. A in, proven commodity. Proven commodity.
8: There's no solid run blocker on this roster. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's... now you could say Luigi Debo is proven in his role. Like, he's not going to be an all-conference player, and he's not even really going to be a starter, but he's like a guy who can go play 10, 15 minutes and give you some rebounds.
0: I thought it was funny in the article that I read, a quote from Mike Schwartz was that, you know, sometimes Luigi wants to do too much offensively and gave some examples and said that uh, maybe it's over-dribbling or right. taking the ball down the court.
8: <laughs> we can remember those uh, those moments fondly uh, from this past season. And, 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 too, it's like, you know, Luigi everybody wants to, to rag on him because he's got some goofy moments, but he's right. Like, if he stays within himself, just rebounds the ball, plays defense, like, that can be a role for him. And so I don't have a problem with him coming back, and, and he can have a role in this team, a, a role that helps. But, you know, to me, the biggest takeaway I have is you're going to have to hit on probably at least one of the transfers coming in, Quentin DeBunje, uh or Jaden Walker from Iowa State. You know, they have some experience, having been in some big-time programs, and now we'll see how that translates to getting more actual time. You know, they were highly rated recruits. I think the Boon Jay is going to be one of the best athletes in the program right away. You know, Ben Baela, another France kid, really has some talent. He was a high major recruit before an injury. So, like, you have unproven guys, but you do have upside. And Ezra Osar, uh, I'm I'm saying everybody's name correctly, by the way. Way to go. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. there
0: um, is confirmation on the names.
8: Yep, yep. Those are all uh, correctly, at least uh, based on my conversation with Coach Schwartz. So, like there's a lot of intrigue because there's so much newness and unproven uh, pieces on the roster. Now, you know who knows? Maybe they're terrible, or maybe they're great. Like, what if Winston tabs gets healthy and he can shoot the ball? Um, what if Deboon Jay ends up playing like a four-star recruit? What if Jaden Walker ends up playing like a a six-five point guard? So, uh, what if O-star ends up being one of the best versatile forwards in the in the AAC So you have some interesting pieces. It's just how is it all going to come together? And I, I think we won't really know till they get get here in June or late May or June.
5: Highlights of the season, uh, the win over Tulane was fun. The Memphis buzzer beater was great. But really, uh, early in the year, your excitement because you still have optimism and those MTEs, uh, those tournaments are a lot of fun, I go. And this year's was fun because ECU met up with some pretty good opponents. So they played Oklahoma and that was a lot of fun we did a watch along for that one Chandler and the Pirates hung right with them couldn't get the win <clears throat> next day they play a, a really a fun one kind of intense one with Old Dominion right and then the day after that you played against the good Liberty team where you had a lead at halftime didn't
8: win it but Davidson Davidson and then they played Liberty in another neutral site they played Liberty in Charlotte, Charlotte at, at the uh, that was a single team well, it had multiple teams, but it was a one-day deal. Bonnie's played that day. Whatever NC it was, State. the yeah. Hall of Fame. Show. You're right.
5: Got that one mixed up with uh, Davidson. Either way, those teams are fun to have on the schedule. And uh, how about this year? I go. Did y'all talk about any potential tournaments, things like that?
8: I mean, I asked him basically, what games can you say are on the schedule now, and he said that's been the biggest biggest challenge of the job is. You know, not putting together a roster or coaching staff, but scheduling. I mean, there are 13 non-conference games you can schedule. When he took the job, you had one that was set Wow. Uh, at Old Dominion. So we'll get a revenge game next season at ODU because ECU beat them twice this past year. Now the Pirates have to go to, to, to ODU for a return game. But basically he's... Revenge he, game. Yeah. Big time for them. Yeah. So uh, he's having to come in. He's got to schedule 12 games and. Span of a few months. I mean, that's not easy. Getting dates, finding opponents this late is going to be a challenge. So, you know, my guess he's he's going to be a little hamstrung in terms of what he wants to do versus what he ends up with. Um, I know he's talked to some schools to try to set up home and homes and that sort of stuff, but all that's kind of up in the air right now. So, I think he's trying to figure it out. Um, I think ideally, long term, he would like to be in a multi-team event like at a neutral site. But, you know, that's something you kind of have to schedule a year in advance or so. So I don't think that's going to happen, at least from, a, you know, ECU going to, like, Myrtle Beach to in that sort of deal. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just a work in progress from the scheduling standpoint. And it'll be interesting to see how it turns out because the American doesn't want its teams to play by games. And I asked him, would you be open to playing a bye game at NC State at in North Carolina? He said, yeah, you know, if it's the right opportunity – For our kids, Uh, you know, it helps the athletic department. So, like, why not? And so, as long as the conference signs off on it, I don't see why ECU wouldn't take advantage of one of those situations.
5: That is really irritating to me. So, what's the reason they don't want to play games like that, the conference? The conference just said it's a perception uh, issue. They don't. Question What is the perception (laughs) Perception? of East Carolina basketball?
8: The perception of ECU basketball is that it's not good. Right. Uh, But. We need to pretend it's too good. The American wants to pretend that it's too good to go travel to play. Like that's fine for Cincinnati and Memphis, but like for ECU, like it's better. ECU is better off going to play at NC State than hosting Southeast Missouri State Southern University. Yeah, like ECU playing at NC State gets people that don't even care about basketball in this area. They're going to watch that game. Yep, because ECU is playing NC State. And if you play well in that game, if you're competitive, you gain following, interest, notoriety. If you win the
5: game, you have bragging rights for the literally, literally. the rest of your yeah. life. We still talk about the time ECU beat NC State. Yep. Only ACC win. Last time A ACC team will probably ever come to Menji's. Play those games on the road. It, that perception thing is just hilarious to me. Like, Let's live in a fantasy land and pretend that our basketball program... And it's not ECU. This is the American. It's not Joe Dooley or past coaches or Mike Schwartz saying, we're too good to go do that. It's the conference saying, don't do that. Don't go play just on the road. Yeah, it'd be great if we could do a home-and-home with them, but let's live in reality, right, instead of do the perception crap. So, anyway.
8: Yeah, I mean, NC State is never going to agree to a home-and-home with ECU as things stand today. You know, if ECU eventually becomes a, a top 100 RPI or net, whatever they use now, uh, program, then, yeah, you're going to be able to get more home-and-homes because if you go to ECU and lose, it doesn't hurt you as much. Um, but, it, it, you know, it, it's just it's just hard to schedule games here because who wants to come play at ECU right now if you're, like, a, a Power 5 opponent or whatever, and or whatever, whatever they call it in basketball. I remember, like, we'd
5: kind of snark at Jeff Lebo and then guys, when they say it, like, you... I think there's more of an argument of East Carolina struggles to get opponents because we don't help their RPI more so than teams are scared to play East Carolina, right?
8: I think that's fair. I mean, there's there's a – well, they're scared to play ECU because they don't want to go to ECU and lose to a plus-200 RPI team. It's like the whole – what's the benefit? Yeah. And we do that with lesser schools like in football. We say that. And And in baseball, ECU doesn't need to be going to play – some crappy RPI team yeah. like most of the midweek games they schedule in state home and home are good RPI teams yeah so that's living in reality it is it is so I mean it, it's but you still have to do your best to, to try and get some of those games and I think that's what ECU is doing now And are we playing at Tennessee this year no why not yeah, why not? Yeah, Stephen, why not? I mean, probably because Mike Schwartz doesn't want to face his former boss.
5: Has Mike Schwartz asked you about any personnel moves like other
8: coaches <coughs> have in the past from other sports? He does not. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, and I would not trust myself to give any type of basketball advice. Well, if you you know a guy that could. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
5: What? You don't trust me to to give proper advice on how to. Run this CCU basketball team, no. just from a personnel standpoint.
8: Right. I can Do you put, know who this is? Right, what would your starting lineup be today? <laughs> I was hoping you'd ask. <laughs> uh, I thought you would. Let's never see if ask. you can even name five players on the team. All right, I'm going Winston Tabs at guard. Even with the, he's. Just, oh, you said I, today. Well, I mean, it's open the season. All right, Winston be, Tabs. All right, you're saying he's going to be ready for the season opener. Yeah, I've looked at the test results. He's shooting
5: stationary right now. He's not allowed to move, but... And that's what we're going to do with him. We're going to have a lot of stationary shots on the court for him. Uh, At the other guard. Who's Uh, running the point? we're, We're not really doing that this year. Okay. We're not really... I'm not worried about... Labels. I'm trying to get away from that. Schwartz did say he wants multiple ball handlers. Exactly. So. Uh, we're thinking along right. the same lines here. Positionless
6: uh, basketball. I go. It's a movement. Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean that that appears to be Clips' philosophy. I don't know why you got to be stuck in the 80s and have a center and a power forward. Who and I, needs somebody who can handle the ball? Just start losing a boat at the point. We've tried that in the past. That was my suggestion to Joe Dooley. That didn't work out last year. <laughs> Uh, I want to see Ben Bella I- Be- on the court. I say Dabunjay. Boon- ben- I'm oh, going to put well. Dabunjay Boon- out there as well. Elijah Jones and RJ Felton and Brandon Johnson. There's my starting five. What are you laughing at? What? Wait, wait. All right, so I think you only named four though. Nah, Tabs Felton, Dabunjay, Boon- uh Bella and Brandon
8: Johnson. Okay. I can get behind that. I'll <laughs> I don't really think you have a point guard out there, but we will go with it. I don't want a point guard out there. So who's going to ha- who's going to bring it up the court? ACU
5: has played with a point guard. Our entire lives You've and they have got four sucked. point guards on the roster, you aren't starting any of them. <laughs> this is because you have Let me finish. All right. First media timeout. I say I do like that. point guard wave. Point guard wave. I bring in a wave of point guards and we just ball handle that ass for 4
8: minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a phrase. I. Have this has been the Coach Clip Rock Show live. I would lo- <laughs> live from I Ty really Rangers. hope that you replay this segment when Schwartz is on pirate radio for the first time. Who are the four point guards on the roster? All right, so you is So Javon Small considered yeah, one. Yeah, Javon Small, Jaden Walker, Saxby Sunderland, Ah, Caleb, uh, Caleb LeCount. Caleb Account. Ah, okay, L A.
5: Kid. Uh, L A. Woman. Oh, my little guy. Yeah, I want yeah. my little guy in. I but, want that little guy. How is that? How is he going to translate? I You think like, can well, he
8: be a spark? Do you think he can be something? I think so. I mean, again, we, we just don't know until they get here. But Schwartz said he's been to Washington basically a year, two years now. Um, to average that many freaking that's points, what he's saying. Like, I mean, yeah, he's five eight, and there'll be an adjustment going to D, you know to D one, but like he's always been that short. You know, yeah, he's always been short, and he's always been able to score. So it's not like he didn't do a reverse growth spurt yeah so i mean it's not like he's not going to know how to like shoot just because he's 5'8 or drive in and and he did say yeah he'll get himself in trouble sometimes he'll drive into some big guys or whatever um but it's just going to be part of the learning curve and i think why not take a shot on a... Oh! Why not take a shot on a guy? The Mariners are the worst defensive team I've ever seen. It's been right. a little sloppy.
5: Terrible. Uh, and look, we were skeptical a bit of Newton's numbers coming out of high school, right? It was like, yeah. a guy averaging this many points... Why, why is he not he- recruited by UTEP?
8: Right. He was in El Paso, and he averaged 35 points a game. And guess what? Uh, that's a good score. Score yeah. score. Score is score, and so I think and the the good thing about taking so many guys is you're not going to hit on all of them realistically you're taking seven guys if you hit on three or four and you can build your core from that and let's say two of the returners end up developing then you have your core going into next year you know you're not going to hit on all these guys but you just want to hit on you know ideally half or or whatever to kind of build that core it's
5: kind of like ECU bringing all those defensive linemen in a few years ago. Yeah. And like not 100% hit. Some have moved positions. Some probably aren't here anymore, but they have a nice stable now of guys that have.
8: Yeah. Recruiting is a, a crapshoot more times than not. You got to get lucky. Obviously, you got to have skillful evaluation skills. Wow. That's a, that's a new term right there.
5: Skillful SESs, as they call them in the business.
8: Um You got to be able to evaluate talent and give yourself a chance.
5: Oh, they're two outs?
8: Yeah. Okay. Uh, give yourself a chance to hit on some of those guys. Like, if you're Mike Schwartz and you have a available scholarship, you got this guy in L.A., like, everybody's kind of flirting with him, but are like, oh, he's 5'8" but then you're like well he's scoring 35 points a game like why not let's just take him and see what happens
5: I hope he enjoys his one year here after doing really good right. and then going somewhere else but it'll be an electric year if he's really good just and I'll be okay with fun. that yeah. I live in reality I'm choosing to live <clears throat> in reality and not fantasy land I'm just give him a sweet Pirate Radio NIL deal there you and go stick around all right.
0: Winston Taz was mentioned
5: earlier what was the update from Mike Schwartz mentioned alright he's my starter yeah, so clip's starting point guard, Winston Tab. Guard. He's way, not a is, point uh, guard, he's a guard. I don't even call him that. <laughs> I call them facilitating score potential guys. All
8: right. What was <laughs> what was the update on him? Um he is currently shooting stationary. Um and Mike Schwartz did say the one thing that has stood out from him is that he can shoot. So like he's shooting and he's shooting and he's making shots and
0: I read that he was actually sitting on a stool. To begin with, yeah. And then they actually got him to where he was beyond the three point.
8: Yeah, he, line. apparently he was sitting on a stool and shooting and just raining threes. And we're working on <laughs> we're working on that for this season. Honestly, so, think about how amazing that would be if he if he was in the game like on a stool and just sat on the three point line. In fact, we've ran some plays here. And
5: nobody covered <laughs> Well, we've ran some plays this year where we've got him in the game. He still can't really run up and down the court. So we just sit him in one right. spot. And the the uh, we penetrate with our uh, our guy from Cali. He dribbles in, kicks it out. Tabs from his ass,
8: burying threes <laughs> from the wing.
0: And an ass three from Vincent <laughs> Tabs in the
8: corner. The Tabs thing is interesting because, like, you know, me covering the program, I even forget about him just because he's been hurt now basically a year and a half. So... I don't even really count him as the guy. Like, to me, uh, he's yeah. like, I know. It's gravy. But if you do get him back and he's even a fraction of what he was, you know, I remember sources on last year's staff telling me he looked like the best player in practice on the team. So it's like, if you find a way to get him back from a scoring perspective, he'll oh, really gosh. help you. I go, you can only
5: repeat what a source says, but like, I remember when you said a source told you, and this source was very close that. Potombo Baruti was, like, killing everybody at
8: practice. He was, and I saw it with my own eyes. He backed down Jaden Gardner and was giving Jaden Gardner fits. It just never translated. And then you get into a game, and no. guys just aren't the same. That stinks. Mm. Uh, and there was, like, a two-game span where we saw Baruti play like that. Tyler says, I call to guard Tabs
5: all night if he's on the stool. Tyler, you couldn't guard him on a stool, on a bench, on a bar chair, a bar stool. Yes, you could, Tyler.
0: Don't. That's just. What are you doing?
5: He's attacking one of my players, so I'm going to attack him right back. You're going to take his side. Interesting. So, wait a minute. In section two thirteen this year, are you going to
0: be wearing like a suit? <laughs> and are you going to be blocking no, out plays? Because
5: coaches don't wear suits anymore. I'm going to wear my normal gear on the sidelines. I'm going to wear sneakers for coaches for cancer every game. Because I think it should be talked about every game, not just one game. All right. uh, We're going to do our drawing coming up soon. I go. can you hang around one more segment? Yes. We went like 30 minutes on ECU basketball in early May.
8: (laughs) You remember a few years ago, it was like June or July, and all we did was talk ECU basketball (laughs) due to all those JUCO transfers. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'd have like Chilius on the show and Rock.
0: But you know why we did? Because Hoist the Colors with a great job that they do drop the podcast with Mike Schwartz check it out
8: <laughs> yeah you check that I thought you were going somewhere where you're going to be facetious with that comment alright I'm going to give yeah a, check out the Hoist the Colors podcast with Mike Schwartz and um check out the Pirate Radio podcast the Players Lounge also uh replay Mike Houston he was on Monday's show great information yes sir
5: I'm going to kiss a, a little butt uh not really I'm just going to tell you a life experience I had on Sunday Shirley take us to break um my mother, her favorite <laughs> one movies, of his famous stories. Her favorite movies are uh, the Godfather trilogy. Of course, there's a show Absolutely. on Paramount Plus called The Offer about the making of the Godfather. movie. Okay,
8: yeah, seen that, yeah. Seen it? No, I've seen that. Like, there seen is. It, there's one. a show. Yeah, yeah, right, right.
5: So I, my mom, Yep. Yeah. Pam. I your mom? I robot <laughs> mom. Uh I got her a Roku in the past so my dad could watch ESPN Plus and watch Pirate Games. Okay. But there's a whole world out there, man. There's streaming. There's this, a little bit of that. Here he goes again. So, she sees that there's that show she wants to watch and asked me about Paramount Plus. And somebody, a great listener of ours, maybe two or three, says, hey, can't you get Paramount Plus if you have Hoist the Colors for free? And I said, yes, you can. I've never done it, but you can. Well, my dad... Is a big go reader. Hoist the colors. I was able to get in his account a few clicks of a button, and boom, it's on the television. Paramount Plus. My dad's happy. go, you've made my parents, my family happy. Family. Family. So I want to say thank you. And, and then you you're were right. in the car with Ellen, and y'all would listen to it all the time. And then
8: Under the Bridge came on, <laughs> and we cried. Honestly, though, if you're a full-time subscriber, a lot of people don't even know about it paramount plus for free with a 24 7 sports slash hoist the color subscription great uh great value and they have other stuff i like using it
5: to go back and watch old survivor Survivor. yep and uh new halo
8: series is up there
5: big brother as well um you're a star trek fan they got a lot of that twilight zone uh new episodes so good stuff all right take a time out come back we'll have our drawing when we return after this
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. Uh, First Bank, together with their customers, they are creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank, located on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All
5: right, let's do our Pirate Radio raffle on this Wednesday. Got a lot of entries here in front of me. Here are the names. Here are the numbers. I got a random number generator pulled up. And I'm going to hit it three times, Chandler. And you're going to read the top number after the third time. That's number one. That's number two. And I'm going to hit it one more again. And what is that top number? The top number is 32. 32. 32. So we have a 27. 27. Is it Johnny G? And it looks like Johnny Gardner is going to be our winner. Shirley. uh, Our our basketball guy. That is our basketball guy. Uh, Shirley, what is Johnny Gardner winning today? A
2: pair of tickets to a Downey's Wood Ducks baseball game.
5: Hello. So way to go, uh, Johnny G. You can go see the Woodies on us this summer and uh, check out some baseballs. Let's go, Woody. So, uh, Johnny, if you're listening, um, send us your address. I will get up with you myself after the show if not all right steven uh, real quick uh give me a projection this is not a prediction this is a projection prediction is when you feel a certain way and you're kind of putting your reputation on the line and if you miss it you get a little shame a projection is just hey if it hits great if not whatever because you didn't have all the everything in front of you <laughs> what is your projection for where East Carolina is playing come regional weekend.
8: You asking me to give the location or like the seating? Give me the uh, area code. (laughs) Whatever the area code of Blacksburg, Virginia is. Okay.
5: That's pretty specific to... Unless... uh, Radford. Uh, Radford is very close. Do they share that same area code? (laughs) Okay, you're saying Virginia Tech.
8: Radford will not be hosting, according to my sources on but, uh, the uh, Division One Oversight Committee. All right, uh, Virginia
5: Tech a, and is ECU a two or a three? They uh, they are a three. Isn't it amazing? I don't know how amazing mean, a- they could be a two. I'm amazed that we're having this talk because I wrote them off as an at large. Did you ever write them off? Be honest. Uh, I
8: never wrote them off. Now I said it looked bleak. I mean, there was the time like Memphis. Memphis bleak. Anyway, you know when they lost to Tulane, I basically said they had an extremely small margin for error, but they still had to win the conference to get in at large and win the conference regular season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they've been dominant since losing that series. Yeah, I mean they have. uh, They've lost NC State and that's it. So I mean they've they've just been great, and that was at the backstretch of a brutal road schedule, and uh, you just felt like if they found a way to survive that. And play pretty well at home down the stretch they would have a shot now i mean they still have more work to do like if they go five and three seven games if they go four and three their rpi could drop a bit because they're going to be favored to win at home and if you you know you lose those games it hurts in the rpi metrics um rather than losing you know on the road. So they still got to go out and take care of business. But I think if they go 5-2 and two down the stretch, they're going to be in really good shape. Steve and I go hoist the colors joining
5: us. Once again, Mike Houston uh, was here on Monday. Had a great chat with him. You can go back and check that out. Uh, we do not have time to go over the projected football depth chart uh, on the defensive side. Pirates did add a new member to the
8: team after we talked to Mike Houston, right? A DB? Yep. a pre-Washington from Buffalo he is a grad transfer one year left he is originally from charlotte north carolina um, played a lot of ball at buffalo played the slot played mainly outside corner when he graded out really well according to pro football focus played a lot of slot last year did not grade out as well but you get a guy with significant experience you know, another corner who's more on the smaller side, but pretty good uh, coverage skills. Five, nine, 190.
5: At this point are they adding potential starters or depth? I think or? it's more
8: depth. I okay. mean, now this guy probably has enough experience to where he could come in and push for a starting job, but I think it's more depth. They feel good about the starters. You know, they like Malik Fleming. They like what Demel Hickman has done. Juwan Powell's coming off an injury uh jordan huff a juco transfer who could play corner or safety got injured he'll miss the season uh zakai barker a freshman linebacker who's probably going to play he got injured he'll miss the season so you almost are like replacing those guys with some depth pieces going into the season
5: all right interesting to see uh how many more names are added to that list
0: Uh, i don't know if we mentioned this but uh pirate radio posting about an hour ago the latest projected field of 64 for baseball Maryland hosting as a 15 seed. The two seed is Vanderbilt. The three seed, East Carolina. Oh my God. And then four seed is Pennsylvania, with an asterisk beside its name. Get me out
5: of there. So this is Pirate Radio's, uh, our own projection? <coughs> no,
0: they posted a projection from Baseball Maryland. I think okay. that y'all
5: should just come out with a projection. I know, why not?
0: Yeah,
8: Like, yeah. everybody would decide it.
5: Yeah. We are projecting East Carolina to be the two seed... It uh Clemson,
8: I think Clemson's like a bubble team. <laughs> Should I look up the rankings before I make the no, projection? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I mean, have ECU as a host at this point. Why I mean, not? If ECU wins out and wins the conference tournament, maybe crazier things would happen. Man,
5: uh, I was thinking about this too. I go, we always go that Monday during the selection show and we're with the team, whether it be at a restaurant, it was at uh Town Bank Tower last year, I believe but we've never gone to one where ECU was truly on the bubble, right? So like this year they're playing their way off the bubble and on the right side of the bubble, but do you think they'd even they do want? Like that would be a
8: weird feeling, right? A lot yeah, of anxiety be, there. Very uh yeah, I would imagine if that were the case they would do it in a more secluded area, like the baseball clubhouse and not do it at and not invite us? I mean, we might be there, because I remember, I think it was Cliff Goblin's first year. I can't remember when it was. No, because they won the tournament right. that year. There's never been a year where they were... Well, the year they made Virginia, they were a three seed, right? Yeah, but right. I feel like they knew they were in. Yeah. But I still feel... There was one year we did it. And well, maybe, maybe that was the year then. Maybe it was a year where they... They, early on they just didn't know where to do it, so they did it in the clubhouse. But we've definitely done it in the clubhouse before. And the, the drama was there. The drama has been hosting or not, yep. not in or out. Although that's announced the night before.
5: True. Hosting. And I was gonna so Cliff usually has a heads up on
8: it anyway, right? Yeah, they know if they're hosting or not. It's just a matter of who are the teams. Gotcha. Ten four.
5: All right. Good stuff. Steven, thanks for hanging out. Thanks w- for Watching the
8: good shows lately. Um i've uh i just finished raised by wolves on hbo max it's a i've read about strange show it's crazy will you recommend it i would say if you got time to kill i mean like i wouldn't go out of my way to watch it all right you gotta be a sci-fi guy sci-fi guy guy. i'm a sci-guy
5: not sure about a sci-fi guy uh real quick speed round favorite late night munchie um speed round go brownies (laughs) thank you chandler Favorite cookout milkshake? Brownie. Oreo. Nice. Oreo. Yeah. Is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter? Uh peanut butter. Who's who snores the loudest during bus rides? <laughs> uh, uh yeah. Uh Walter, my photographer. <laughs> Does uh pineapple belong on a pizza? No. Rank these buffets Chinese breakfast pizza traditional. Now do it. Chinese
8: um, breakfast pizza traditional. What's your favorite? uh traditional breakfast chinese pizza all right so
0: you like a golden corral like a yeah like a yeah. I don't know.
5: I tell you what those mashed taters and uh, mac and cheese that'll go that'll go buddy slap your mind. it's a good traditional buffet i'm all for it i go you're in great shape tip top some would say if you said i'm giving up the hoist the colors lifestyle screw pirate radio never going on again i'm going to my true calling the wwe what would be your signature move
8: spear spear i mean I'm an edgehead. what do you expect i know it's but not it's gonna like, be the education you would be a proven commodity in the wrestling world <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, the spear it, is the most basic but i know solid finisher like you can't go wrong with the spear. it's safe and i'm not gonna be the guy who's like slamming people i'm gonna use my athleticism to my advantage higher like, people
6: you would give a ridiculous swanton bomb i 100 believe
8: it <laughs> i would i probably would but i'd probably also kill myself in the process yeah so. but that one time yeah
5: you remember that one time that new wrestler that came up did the swanton and <laughs> paralyzed
8: himself in the ring it reminds me I saw Jeff Hardy going through RDU airport one time in a sling like uh, in only Jeff Hardy fashion like he of course would be hurt did you mark out a little bit yeah was I mean, he in full wrestling garb <laughs> no but like he had like a bandana and Like did he walk around like so. this
0: <laughs> <laughs> Was he like this with the sling?
5: Well, yeah.
8: his, his arm was like yeah. this, so he. Was... Yeah, and actually, uh, Lita was beside him uh, in the same gear.
3: <laughs> did you? Matt Hardy was. I don't uh, know if
8: you could tell, but I'm Jeff Hardy. Did you talk somewhere. to him? Did you say, "Hey, Jeff"? No, he was like across the airport. I just saw him uh...
5: Dad, look, it's Matt Hardy. You know when when
8: when Jeff Hardy always
0: did. I the swan
8: down. Jeff Hardy. Hardy was so much cooler than Matt. Hardy. Yeah, man. Like Matt Hardy was just kind of lame.
0: Lame, but Jeff Hardy. What are you? when he did the
6: swan time bomb
5: wait, wait. are you laughing because he finished? why are you laughing <laughs> we said yeah town. he finished your sentence with the he same word not yeah. say it
6: at
0: the same time there was like a lag oh. um, but uh, every time he did the swan Tom bomb
7: it always Tom seemed bomb. like it
0: hurt Jeff Hardy more oh yeah, yeah, yeah like he would just like lay there every time he did the swan Tom
5: bomb they lost <laughs> CJ has a Charlie play us out as a because we're going to talk forever if I don't hear some music as a as a as a wrestling savant like yourself I know you I, you got to appreciate this I appreciate when Eddie Guerrero who are some of the best frog splashers of our general uh, RVD oh yeah I love when they would do the frog splash and then like act like yeah, they're yeah, hurt yeah. too I think that added to the experience
6: yeah because I mean in reality I'm sure it did hurt a lot yeah
5: all right that's it <laughs> Great point, man. And then Under the Bridge was playing when we were driving <laughs> through we were South driving. Carolina. Emily's
8: car. Ellen! <laughs> oh, uh, how dare I confuse him? I, I go,
5: we'll see you later. See ya. See ya, I go. I go. Mariner suck. I go. Take a timeout, come back. More to go, Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Take a look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 326 points. It closed at 31,834. NASDAQ was down 373 points at 11,364, and the S&P was down 65 at 3935. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Thank you,
5: Clip. You got it. Back to you. We all need a helping hand sometimes. Shirley? CJ, Chandler, I've had fun on today's show. How about you guys?
0: I tell you what, it started off very rocky. It did. Very rocky, but it it has ended on a great note. We still have, what, four minutes. We had great guests on today. Uh, We had Scooter Rogers, Force of ECU Baseball. had Patrick Mason. From the Daily Reflector, I this was uh, maybe Patrick's best appearance. That hit, what a great outing from Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. I feel I feel like he's getting out of his shell. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for sure.
5: The, uh, in terms of, uh, the of shotguns, great Clip Brock stories, huh? You, huh? What? Ty? Ty? Story? Um, clip Brock story? Ty? I was probably in kindergarten Ty? or first Ty? grade, and I don't know what play we were doing, but I was a turtle and i had to sing a song you didn't do the randy orton thing did you (laughs) i did not okay i did not cry i had to sing a song called coming out of my shell it was about becoming more important and it was a bit of a play on words upon a (laughs) double entendre
0: Uh, i uh, yeah a a spoof
5: um a parody no (laughs) none of that (laughs) no (laughs) but i was wearing a shell so i was coming out of my shell i was i was becoming more confident and i feel like that is what patrick mason is doing that so that story reminds me a lot of matt hardy (laughs) lame (laughs) how are you gonna pick on a first grade me that is that is unnecessary i thought you said kindergarten it could have been either one it probably was that's even worse you don't pick on kids
0: Eh, i know someone that does but anyway um yeah but great outing today from patrick mason and really i feel was. like he's going to get even better as uh, as he continues to come on pirate radio live each and every week and working at the daily reflector uh but yeah it's night and day compared to what he was uh, who he was oh wow uh, what he
5: was you are really calling him out now what? saying how bad he was sir. no he
0: wasn't bad he was just you know a little night shy. and day he was very shy when he first came on the show
5: that is harsh you can't
0: you cannot disagree with me on that i can do
5: whatever the hell i want to son Uh,
0: uh, all right daddy
5: (laughs) (laughs) you know we're here three hours a day we're gonna have an off day every now and then we're gonna fight well today was not one (laughs) well some could argue uh but we'll be back with you thursday expecting i'm really excited to get mully here because we got to talk about what we all transpired in the derby pool, where he was in, out, Idiot. in, and back out. Oh, what I like to call a disaster? What you call the great disaster of 2022. Uh, also, next week, Preakness pool, PGA Championship pool. Is Mully going to be a part of it? I don't know. We got a lot to talk about with Mike Mullis on that front. I really don't know if I should trust him. Because the last time he said he was going to join a pool, he was in, out, in and out In out. that's right uh, you might as well call him a fast food burger because he was in and out so many times <laughs> hey that's a good one that's a good one that's a good one to end on yep shirley cj chandler and all of you great folks and even some of you out there that aren't so great thanks for tuning in today we'll be back with you thursday three o'clock on an all-new edition of pirate radio live we'll go inside the anger management rage room our buddy brandon manning will be on troy d the birthday boy will be here as well And uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a great Wednesday evening song, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an
1: exclusive presentation of The Voice of the Pirate Nation.